tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Joining me as always, my good friend Xavier Guerrero on the ones and twos, Juicy Johnny, Ooh. Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you? Hey, now. That name's sticking. I love it. Juicy Johnny's the best name ever. Ooh, the girl's going to love Juicy Johnny. Yeah, everyone loves Juicy Johnny, dude. <laughs> really sounds like Guys, it. we have a great show for you today. <laughs> we got Simon Essler on, and he comes and drops the hammer of the gods. Great conversation about gender ideology. So, a uh, fun conversation. We go hard in the paint. It's a banger, for sure. Nothing but bangers bro not we should put that on a t-shirt nothing but bangers <laughs> that's a good one yeah no but bangers bro uh guys i'm putting together shows everywhere i'm in reno next weekend i'm in uh may 4th 5th and 6th then i'm in jacksonville uh in june baton rouge in june and then american comedy company and i think now I'm going to try to shoot something at the end of June. I'm putting it together. Should be, I should know very soon if I'm shooting my special. I just want to shoot the stuff and put it out. That's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to do. Guys, if you want to support the show, support everybody on the show. We have uh, we have premium content on rockfin.com. Tim Fall Hat, Zero, Conspiracy Social Club. We don't smoke the same. First look at Broken Sim, all that. $15, you get all of it. All of it. Bang, bang, pow. Then if you want to look for investment money, and I like Howie Dewey is uh, an idiot savant when it comes to this stuff. Heavy on the idiot, okay? (laughs) But man, he crushes, crushes stocks. People love it. And uh, we just put out a fun episode there. If you want to get t-shirts, go to timfoheadtshirts.com. New t-shirts all the time. Go to samtriplee.com. You'll check out. You can check out. Oh, we got a lot of tie-dyes coming, dude. A lot of tie-dyes. Look at that. Bang. Look at that. Look at all these tie-dyes. Boom. Yeah. Bang. Bang. Tie-dye. Tie-dye. That's a good one. A dare one with the tie-dye. Yeah, look at that. Dare the reason. Yeah, look at that. Disobey. I love it. I love that shirt. Look at that. And uh, you get all these shirts in tie-dye. Go check it out. It's a great way to support the show. Um, bang. Then we go back. Go back. Uh, all gold, silver, uh, crystals, uh, brown gas, and I'm gonna be adding more and more and more and more um, new new um, affiliates. People, I think you need in, things you need in your life to survive all this craziness. Go down, join the join nuke.social or all the Tim the Tim Hat and Zero uh, telegrams. Click the banner on samtribute.com, and finally, all of my. All of my free content, seven shows, are all available at samtriplee.com. The audio, just click the banner. will take you there so you get all the audio, whatever you're looking for. Sports, investment, conspiracies, comedy, you name it. It's all there. Union, The Unwanted, Zero, My Spiritual. And then my 24-hour my twenty four hour 
uh, radio station is there. Anything else, guys? Uh, on the latest, we don't smoke the same. You find out how fun I'm much fun I had at Coachella, so go check that out. New Broken Sam tomorrow. Sam's got a big, big announcement. Ooh. I got a big announcement, man. I'm excited. And you can see all my specials at samtribute.com. Please enjoy this incredible episode with Simon Esler. Enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fire. Oh, man, I messed that one. Start again. Uh, I'm getting some cable sounds there. See? Okay. Can you push that in? It might help a little bit. No, the, the cable into the uh, mic. Yeah, into there the we go, mic. Johnny. Three, two. All right, let's get into it, man. He is a uh, film producer, a researcher, a podcaster, and I'm very excited to have him on. Please welcome Simon Essler. How are you, Simon? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show, sir. Well, we uh, appreciate you coming on and spending a little time with us on our little show, so thank you. So before we get into everything, for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? Absolutely. So... Uh, uh, you can find all my work at simonesser.com and that kind of gives you a sense of my story. So uh, basically I was uh, working as a, a content creator while I was also working as an actor doing comedy theater and uh, basically I got censored on social media. I was running a 14,000 member think tank on Facebook that was based on free thinking research. It challenged all the narratives, they didn't like that, so I started to get shadow banned and kicked off all these platforms. I decided that instead of grinding to fight these evil social media companies, I would pivot and just start producing content that I was passionate about for freedom-oriented platforms. So I did some content for Edge of Wonder or Rise TV. I've done some content for Dauntless Dialogue. And I just spent about half a decade refining my craft, doing uh, all different kinds of content for these platforms and building up a, a community there. I worked on research into metaphysics, uh, exposing different kinds of warfare. I've always had a passion for uh, exposing and studying modern warfare. Uh, I've done lots of different comedy material. So I've got a 60 minute comedy sketch comedy special on Rise TV. I've got a six episode sci-fi sketch comedy series there that's called Simon Esler's Dystopian Imaginarium where I am trapped in a deep underground military base with a gender neutral <laughs> AI named Hamuel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've done a lot. I've done a lot of that. And now I'm in a more sort of serious chapter. I'm more focused on trying to fight back against gender ideology. Uh, before I did this latest film cut, I did a six part docuseries on the war on the family. And that's called super organism. And you know, that, that was a passion for me because I was about to have a family, you know, I was, I had a son on the way and I decided I wanted to understand this war on the family better. So I did this six-part series on that, looked into the occulted war on the family, and studied the idea of the family as a superorganism, and this notion that the human family, this traditional family unit, is actually this superorganism for gathering human wisdom and casting it into the future with uh, future generations. And I felt like uplifting that idea and that ideal was a nice hit back against the New World Order's stated warfare tactics that I had found in my research. And so now I'm here, and uh, after working in those private platforms for, for about half a decade, this film cut is my first independent release to the public, and uh, I'm really excited to get it out there. I think it hits back in a way that broadens people's understanding of the issue. Uh, and yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun actually doing everything myself from beginning to end and not being entirely beholden to these streaming platforms. 
And uh, it's gotten a great response. So I'm, I'm really pumped to get this out there and to participate in this warfare a little more directly. Uh, I love all of it. I love all of it, man. I, I'm down with everything you're talking about. And, you know, we're just living in this interesting times right now. I And, and it's like sometimes I go to myself, am I, am I getting old? Am I the old guy? And I, I know I am, but am I getting so old that I am out of touch with what is hip and cool? And but then I go, and then I go, okay, let's look at the data, not what social media is telling me, but the data. And the data says that people are more unhappy than ever. Because again, we said this on the show a thousand times, people are getting away from nature and what is natural. And moving into this cultural thing, which they don't understand is a trap, man. It's a real trap. And they just can't come to grips with it. And so when I I hear about you talking about gender ideology and all that stuff, and I go, yeah, man, that shit is going on. And then I have friends of mine that I love with all my heart that are just like full on engaged on the wrong side of history. Because they are emotionally attached to a uh, right versus left, good versus evil, whatever that is, Democrat versus Republican. And they will defend that side at all costs, even when it's completely null and void of common sense. It's brutal. The, the, the political rhetoric around this issue, especially gender ideology, has been so harmful. It has fucked with people's minds on both the left and the right side of things. Because, you know, on the left, of course, you have this idea that uh, bigots and transphobes are, are killing trans children. But then even on the right, there's this notion that if you just become more conservative, that's the way to save children. And, and the manipulation of these political narratives has actually been harmful because they're entrenching each other further into these political mindsets. So they're all losing free thought in the process. Yep. Meanwhile, the, you know, the kids are trapped in the middle and it's fucked. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it's just like, every time I start to think we're getting into this place of common sense, somebody on the extreme of either side just says some crazy stuff and bam, everyone galvanizes to one side or the other and we're back in a war. And all these people that, you know, that we look at, we're going, oh my God, you know, they're the voice of reason. They're just there to, I mean, at the highest levels are there just to cause chaos in my humble opinion and not get everybody on a, uh, on the same page. I, 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 it's just mind blowing to me how I can live in a city, which is put push male toxicity, this notion of male toxicity on everybody. And then these same people are now lining up to do this. Let's save drag thing. Where like most of the people I know don't have a problem with drag. What they have a problem with is people bringing their kids to drags and, and grown men dressed like street hookers gyrating in front of children. Nobody has dude in my tiny ass hometown in the south, the fire department would raise money every year by cross dressing. Nobody has a problem with drag. We grew something we have a cultural history of people dressing up in drag. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing and it's entertaining. And the joke is and there was always that guy every Halloween he went as a woman. You're like, mm -hmm. dude, this is yeah. like five years straight straight yeah. <laughs> you're dressed like a chick for halloween like yeah. like are you trying to tell and nobody cared so this so, notion so, to protect drag it's like it's it's again it's another windmill so would you say like yeah. the far right would be like a moment right, right now florida says no kids at the gay parade 
Is that like too far on the right side where you're like, okay, like that's up to the parents? It's or would you say you agree to that? I because you know how the, and, and then you got the left where Disney made all of June a gay month parade. I don't know why kids are at a gay pride parade. It's the same. I and listen, it's not because they're gay. It's because it's an adult thing. I would say the exact same thing if I was at New Year's in in, in Vegas at a nightclub and there's kids running around. I go, who brought their kids to the New Year's Eve? party at a nightclub who yeah. you know i mean it's it's like w w there's a thing called adult events like doug stanhope has a whole joke about when kids bring their people bring their kids to a super bowl party and everyone's miserable I'm now not, i'm not gonna lie i saw them at coachella this weekend yeah it's all like, ages why are they here there's people on molly there's people there's people with out. their asses hanging out yeah. their tits out i mean yeah that's crazy that kids are at coachella and it's just that's woke moms like yeah. just like trying to be like i'm ex i'm a, i'm a, i'm bringing my children to experience life it's like no there's shit there's algebra of life no. your kids aren't always ready for algebra you see all that stuff when you're born, and you shouldn't see it again until you're like 14, 15. At yeah, the until like you're old enough to understand what you're seeing. Yeah, exactly. And why, like, why is, is you know, like, one of the things that I've noticed? I've had like a number of members of the gay community that have been working with me on promoting this film. I've been working a lot with Gays Against Groomers, uh, you know, and they've had a really strong voice against all of this. And, you know, I was talking to the, the founder the other day, and she was saying she hasn't gone to Gay Pride Parade or any of that shit for years because it's so hypersexual and it's so politicized. She feels completely disassociated from all of it. And, you know, this has been our experience here in Toronto. Like, it is heavy, heavy. It's one of the biggest pride cities in yeah, the world. Yeah, for sure. Brutal here. So last summer, we tried to have our kids. We were just out during the day in the middle of pride, just walking around on Bloor Street. Uh, you know, just we were just looking around at bookstores with our kids. There is a drag queen on the streets, uh, rubbing their nipples and grabbing their crotch, trying to flirt with old men who are passing by just in the street. And this was as part of a, a drag brunch event, uh, a pride drag brunch event. So we literally said to leave the neighborhood because it was so hyper, hypersexual. And that's the problem. It's the hypersexuality, not not the LGBT, not, it's none of that. It's the hypersexuality. Even if there was a straight event like that, I don't take my kids to strip yeah. clubs. Yeah, that's the whole thing with this this narrative about going into, um, you know, with with uh, t gay teachers. It's like, you know, like you're acting like it's just the gay sex stuff that nobody wants in the schools. Nobody wants straight sex teacher stuff. Nobody wants anybody teaching math by the amount of dong some teacher <laughs> sucked off on the weekend. Like, I mean, it's just the truth. Like, nobody wants that. It's never been that. It's never been that. It's like you're, this, this all or this nothing thing. It's just ridiculous. And to go, yeah. real quick to go back to your game, like... Like for me, it's like if I went to a gay pride event and it was so super sexual, uh, you know, for me, like uh, from the outside, I go, yeah, that's where it should happen. And you know who's in wrong? It's like the the people brought their kids to that event. That's like the gay gay people's event. That's their Super Bowl, right? They're gonna go and do their <laughs> thing. Why are you bringing your kids to their event? It's their event. It's not nobody wants your kids. I I, I have a whole joke about it. On um, I forget either it was uh, no lives matter or my. It's on no lives matter. 100%. Why why you bring your kids? To, you want to bring them to a parade? Bring them to a Christmas parade. That's their Burning Man. That's kids Burning Man is a Christmas parade. <laughs> nobody wants your kids at a gay pride parade. Nobody, nobody. Why are you doing that? And they, they, so you see all these pictures uh, of drag shows, and it's always white moms. White, 
upper middle class to upper class moms smiling like and it's just like we've just completely and utterly and this is what 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 adam carolla gets into which is chick think we've allowed chick think to take over everything and that is and and it's like this null and void of 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 logic and that's nothing against women because women are amazing and and like we need we all love our mothers and we we have and they're nurturers that's what they do they nurture through emotion they emote right but there's times where like emote you have to take emotion out stuff and you have to think logically and you're going, if you're telling me we're living in a world full of, of, of male toxicity and women, are, adult women are going to jobs and they're just sexually harassed every two seconds. And then you turn around and grab your baby and take him to an event where a grown man's dressed like a street hooker. <laughs> and now you're telling me that this is a higher level of, 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 of nirvana. <laughs> like, what do we, the mental gymnastics for you to do that? You don't see the, 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 the hypocrisy i know people who i love whose uh family women in their life are part of that turf thing like the uh feminists who hate trans but yet at the same time they totally defend drag shows with children there i go do you understand like the hypocrisy of what you're doing you're literally saying adult women can't handle this but children can right am i wrong it's absolute nonsense it's nonsense because the, 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 it's you have gender ideologue parents essentially who are willing to completely sacrifice their children's innocence to this to virtue signal, which is a terrifying idea because you don't know how far they would take it, right? Like you have no idea how far they'll take it in terms of their children's bodies. Like this is the thing; it, it starts at that crazy sort of traumatize your kid in a sexualized scenario, but now it's ending at you know get your daughter's breasts removed and and get your son's penis cut up and like it goes so so far now that you ask these people where is the end point and they have no end point they're willing to go as far as the ideology asks them to go because they have no capacity for free thought and it's so hard because you know there are those parents now who are they're fully complicit in that they're sacrificing their children to it but then there's like the gray area where you have parents who they're just confused their kid has come home being like i'm a different gender they have no idea what it means they don't know what to do about it they take their kid to the doctor and the doctors are complicit now. They're gender ideologues. Because they've doctors. been financially incentivized. Hugely, hugely. And that was before gender ideology. And so now you have the doctors and they're emotionally blackmailing the parents saying, would you rather have a dead daughter or a living son? And they scare the shit Jesus. out of them. Imagine saying, saying that this. out loud to somebody. Yeah, yeah. and there's a, there's a bunch of detransitioners in my film who say this. They're like, this is what they said to my parents. They scared the shit out of my parents. So the parents... Like that in, in that scenario, it's just like they're manipulating the parents' love. They just think they're protecting their child from suicide. They have no idea. And in the, there's a book by Abigail Schreier uh, called Irreversible Damage. She interviewed a parent in it. This is a left-wing parent who felt like something was up. They tried to go and search against this gender affirmative model, but because of Google and all this shit is so manipulative, yeah. they couldn't find anything dissenting against it. So even a parent who's like, this doesn't seem right, they go and try to find something. Whoa. All they find is like a scientific American article with like 30 citations proving that the gender affirmative model saves lives and they don't know. And then, so they end up giving their daughter testosterone and then it's like, it becomes irreversible. So, you know, and again, like, I will always be at the point where it's like live and let live. That's what I do. I believe in live and let live. 
And so, but that is 100%. When you turn 18, whatever you want to do to yourself, you can light yourself up like Christmas tree. I'm 50 years old. I just got neck tattoos. I like, I mean, like I'm not afraid to go fully retarded. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not afraid. Okay? I don't know if you'll get a face tat. No, I won't get a face. Yeah, tat. That's fully retarded. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, you, you spent too many. You got too many years banked of shitting on people with face tattoos to to get one. I would think. Well, I right. mean, like, uh, anyways, the the point is like, <laughs> but, but you guys bring up face tattoos. Like, if somebody walked in with a ten year old with face tattoos, what do you think the reaction would be to ninety nine from ninety nine percent of the people? Child Protective Services would take that what kid away from What are you doing them. letting that kid get his face tattooed? He's not old enough to know what but he it, likes. But because, that's, that's, that's what on, he is on, on the inside. It's expressing. Yeah, you're totally yeah. right. But the whole notion is like, whatever he gets tattooed, he may not like that in five years. Right? He won't. No, totally. he's definitely yeah. not. He's definitely not. Are you the same as you were when you were five? No, you know what 10, I would have got? 15? Yeah. Right. 20? Right. Right. No, it takes decades to be who you are. Decades. Yeah, it's, it's a long time to figure out who you are. Fucking everyone knows this. And I can't believe you, I'm fighting with people who are, again, this gets into my intelligence versus smarts. Like, it, like you're intelligent. You you could write the greatest script I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing. It's so it's so well thought. And it's it, the grammar is on point. And it's like magical. <laughs> you couldn't tell me how the world works if I put a gun to your fucking head. Because you're not smart. You're intelligent. And th these are intelligent people doing dumb things. And it's just, it's, and it's all virtue signaling. And it's almost like this weird thing where people use their kids as props for cloud chasing. Yeah. But I think that has to do with a lot of parents who are, they have their own trauma. So, you know, this is one of the dangerous things about what we're, what we're up against. The foundation of this, like the, one of the ways this got put into place is because of communist warfare that was very slow and careful. This is what Yuri Bezmenov talked about in that 1984 yes. in interview, right? He talks about ideological subversion. He says, we'll do it slowly over three generations until that third generation cannot see that black is black. They cannot see that white is white. So we're dealing with this slow subversion, this uh, you know changing of society over the generations. And so some of these parents, they're the recipients of the earlier campaigns, and also they have their own childhood traumas. Their relationship with their innocence is all fucked up and so they they can't even sense their own inner child their own innocence so they can't see at all their child's innocence so they're willingly doing this because they're so fucked up themselves and this is the problem with this kind of warfare is that uh, we don't realize that we're seeing you know these kids who are the result of generations of uh, these different operations and so it's very hard to even speak to people who are that far into the, the warfare because they cannot see it. And the only examples we have now of people who have escaped that are the detransitioners because they were an example of what Yuri Bezmenov talked about, right? They were so ideologically yeah. subverted that they went, they cut off their breasts. They got hysterectomies. They they sterilized themselves with puberty blockers. They went that far, they couldn't see reality. But they woke up out of it. And now these detransitioners are speaking up. So they're examples of people actually waking up out of communist mind control 
in in one lifetime communist mind control that took three generations they woke up in one lifetime so they're like this crazy example of breaking out of this which is why like we have to be able to listen to the 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 kids who are coming out of this uh because a lot of it is like it's way more the kids speaking out about what happened to them than their parents like i noticed this all these girls coming out as detransitioners they're like these big voices and they're speaking their parents are staying the fuck in the background because they, they they probably feel like shit for what they did they they don't feel very good for being manipulated for letting their children be sacrificed to this but if we're going to look at this from that warfare perspective we need those people who are actually waking up out of mind control because they might be able to reach some of these kids who are trapped right now uh i i completely and utterly agree with you and like this is this has been you if you study like just the Bolshevik revolution. This is 100% what they did. 100%. And they flip everything upside down. And, you know, I always say to people, like, show me show me where the, the alternative lifestyle community is in China, in, in Russia. Show me where the alternative lifestyle, show me where the feminist culture is in China, in Russia. Show, show me where the, ethnic minority is 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 pushed to the forefront like it is in america in china in russia it doesn't exist it does not exist there's a reason for that because what they're doing right now is a, a silent bolshevik revolution even from the border and, and and like it's happening even crazier in 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 uh in europe with the muslims coming in and like i'm not j- j- blaming them because We've been purposefully bombing the fuck out of them so they come into Europe. We want to completely change the 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 ethnic uh, the ethnic uh, what what what's what would I say makeup uh, of Europe. Now we're very lucky that that in America a lot of these lands coming up are are Catholic and are would be would probably consider themselves. Uh, um, conservative, even though maybe their younger generations start to grow up and they realize there's a lot of clout you can get by bitching about how hard it is <laughs> not to be white in America. You know, we see that happen a lot. But you know, but we're, we've had it easy compared to what Europe's going through. But all this is about destabilization. All of this. And in these big cities, that's what they want to do. They want to demoralize everybody. And so I saw this video today about... Uh, this guy was uh, this black guy was at a uh, a pro trans event, and there was like ten people at this pro trans event. It's like there, you know, it's like unbelievable. And this this trans punched this guy in the face, and then the the black guy beat the shit out of the trans person, and everyone's like, "You're going to jail." It's like, no, dude, it's on film. He got punched first. He has the right. right to defend himself. And, but it's like, it's crazy how you just see this, like it's, and I'd love to get your opinion on this. It's like, it's like these women, they're just fighting women. There's no goal line. There's no actual, Hey man, we won this. We stopped climate change. We stopped races. We stopped gender, uh, uh, you know, uh, wars and all that stuff. Like there's no end goal to it. There, it never ends. They just keep fighting because they're so rich or they, their life is so so comfortable, they need a war. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're looking at, that. this is such a good example of that because we went through all this shit with the same-sex rights movement, right? They went crazy, they fought for same-sex rights and like, 
you know, some of this, it was so legit, right? In Toronto, you actually did have police going to gay bathhouses, ragging gay people into the street, beating them bloody in the street. And this triggered like the pride movement here in Toronto, right? They, they had to stand up for themselves because they were getting beaten. And so, yeah, you have this progression of like, okay, gay rights, fine. Like these people, they, they needed same sex rights and the laws got passed. They had their victories. And then it's like you said, it wasn't enough. There wasn't an end point because what they did after that was they basically created a psychological operation where they tacked gender ideology onto the same sex rights movement and added that on as if it was the same thing and they conflated it. But no one really thought this through because it's nonsense because gender ideology erases the sexes. It erases the the binary, right? The gender ideology is against this idea of a sexual binary. They say that there isn't a binary, that it's really a spectrum. But if it's a spectrum, then how can you have bisexual people? If it's a spectrum, how can you have same sex rights? So gender ideology is actually incoherent with same sex rights. And yet they found a way to tack this on so they could keep the whole thing going. Now, the way they conflate these things uh, they use that as a means of creating uh, propaganda. Anytime someone stands up, they say, you're against the, the 2S LGBTQ plus community because they've managed to make it all one crazy ass mishmash. And this is why it's important when you look at groups like Gays Against Groomers, you look at uh, Lesbians United or the LGB Alliance, all of them have openly said gender ideology is homophobic. We want no part of it. And we're against gender ideology in schools. They spoke in support of the so-called don't say gay bill in Florida. They were down with it because they don't support any of this shit. So, you know, yeah. here in, you know, in Ontario, they tried to, they tried to pass this bill saying that there needs to be two uh, S LGBTQ plus safe spaces where parents legally cannot protest. And we need this to protect the drag queens because the parents are protesting against the drag queens. And the way that they presented this bill was we have parents who are filled with hate towards the two S LGBTQ plus community. It's so crazy. It's nonsense. And it's so, so it's like, it crazy. nothing to do with same sex rights. And these fuckers just, they mashed it together and people bought it. And now it's in the laws. Now in Canada, gender ideology is the law. Gender expression and gender identity is a human right in Canada. And in the province where I am in Ontario, misgendering someone can, you can get charged with a hate crime for that. Yeah. It's, this it's, is, it's crazy. Result. And now you're like, and you know, Again, I was just in Toronto. It seemed pretty fucking sweet. You know, I mean, from here, we're in L.A. We, we think you guys are all in Uyghur camps and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're getting forced to, into slave labor. Uh, but but you watch you watch Trudeau. Trudeau now is trying to, with a straight face, tell everybody he did not force anyone to get the vaccine. I At saw no that point clip. I saw that clip. Did he ever do that? Like... He's a total sociopath. Like it's like I don't care who you are in Toronto. That should shock you to your core. Yeah. That should shock you to your core. That should go, oh man, this guy. We've been listening to him, and now he's blatantly lying to. He's gaslighting our entire country into believing. And this is what this is what. The extremes on both sides do, and but it's really the playbook of the left for sure, which is to tell you not to believe your eyes, your ears, or your experiences in life. Yeah, and that exactly. leaves you demoralized. 
And th- this is a playbook. So he said he 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 was making it seem like he gave you the option. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. he was just saying we didn't force anybody to get the right vaccine. It was. I mean, it was just. So it's like what like, is what? force? What? So I guess like, his, his definition of force is someone kicking in the door of your home and needle raping you against your will. If it's not that, then it's not force, I guess. Now he said yeah. something like we align the incentives to. Well, we didn't yes, force. Right. He's just like. It just blows my mind that these super smart people who like, you know, I mean, you know, the young people like Johnny and I got into discussion on our other podcasts and, you know, about Generation Z seem to be a little less politically correct, but maybe I was wrong. I don't know. They seem like, I don't know, when I go to do jokes, they laugh at some pretty extreme shit now. Those are the people that go to comedy clubs. No, you're right. That's a subset. You're right. right. I mean... Bring, uh, I just brought up this article up. That Mr. B thinks. You think that's a coincidence that the biggest YouTuber, his co-host, becomes trans and is married and has kids? You think it's just a coincidence? Chess game. You know how we talk about they oh, they no. plant people. <laughs> no, that's, it's like that's it's not a coincidence. It's no. like one of those things where it's like. No, that's. Uh, I mean, that's the only YouTuber my five-year-old nephew knows. So, so you think? That's and I'm no not saying you're wrong because you know I'm all about this, right? Even though I get in, like, I get yelled at on Conspiracy Social Club, but. You know, so you think that what somebody talked to this guy? Well, it's either or? that or he saw an opportunity to play the game, you know, and and brought someone in like that. But Mr. Crazy Thomas now Leah Thomas looks like yeah. it was some sort of crazy operation because Leah Thomas is now talking about trans transitioning back to being male. Hold on, I just so want to like- say that came from one article, and I can't find that anywhere else. It's this random wrestling what? The Leah that Thomas Leah Thomas. Thing? I I can't. Cause, cause Jimmy Dore put that out, and so I'm like, okay, okay that seems like kind of crazy to me. So I look for, it and it comes from this obscure wrestling, uh, website, and it's the oh. only place that is putting it out. So I, because I, 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 I fell for it, and I'm not saying it's okay. not real. I just want to make sure that we, because I, I've been caught on a couple things. Like I thought that Joe Biden didn't fly on Air Air Force One, but wherever Joe Biden flies is. Air Force One, because you know I we just had that podcast where the, the where Sophia Smallstorm says that these lawyers through the you know oh, Freedom yeah. of Information Act asked for the notarized uh, documents of that all the cabinet and she's and he states that it never it, they they don't exist. So I was talking about that because there's weird things about Biden that he does everything on a, a movie stage. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, it's just a, a lot, like a lot of things that do, all these fucking. He multi- declared he's rerunning again, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he's running uh, for. Uh, he's like, let's and I the the ter- the words he uses very specific. Let's finish the job off. Like that, that is, is like that is uh, that is <laughs> ominous to say the least. Oh my god, it's just such an advantage to be an incumbent president that you almost can't forfeit that if you're the Democrats. You right? Know what I mean, it's but, just such an advantage. But like, does anyone want him running? Well, I'm. I mean, I'm sure they don't. But they who who else are you gonna run if you're the Democrats? Who do they have? They haven't developed anybody that appeals to, you know, the the center or, or even the right. I mean, forget about that. But. Right. I mean, like, they, I mean, they are just. They don't have a bench. They have a. They shallow, have nothing yeah. to run on. Yeah. 
They have nothing to run on. They put the party in the ditch trying to appeal to the far, you know, the fringes and and No, why? Well, I, I I'm I'm with what Simon's saying. It's this is all done on purpose. Well, we're definitely getting a VP if he gets if he for some reason wins, we're getting the VP's going to stick it out cuz he's not going to last another what? Oh, you mean Camel Toe? Well, he yeah. might not, but he's got a couple of clones, I'm sure. Yeah, that are, I'm yeah, sure that they're pretty much clones. Touche, touche. a dude in a mask. I don't know. Mask <laughs> yeah, clones. when he's like, it, uh, we made Brian Cal watch that the other day, and he was just <laughs> shocked at what was going on. Like, I, I, people just don't understand, like, what is at stake here? Like, the, the, the people that are doing this, like, this is their plan for centuries. This isn't just yes. like, let's put this together for a couple days. This is for centuries. They've been, this is their plan to slowly but surely detach everybody from God, flip everything upside down, make what up is down, what down is up. So you don't know, and you're so detached from nature. You're so detached from nature. And that's what they want, to be detached from nature. So you, your, your anxiety's high. And, and just look at what all these people are doing. They're all miserable. I mean, th does anybody... Now, now, are there people out there, and this is where I could lose some people, like a Blair White, right? Do you think Blair White was ever going to be like a fucking blue-collar fucking plumber <laughs> that was going to be putting in a hard day's work? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Maybe she's just one of those people that are just kind of... Like in the weird of the spectrum, right? Yeah, but there used to, I mean, we used to be okay with a spectrum of male and female, well, you know, yeah, tomboys and all but that. But this goes into what I'm saying, like this, and then I want to get into the family with you, Sam, but this gets into my whole theory that, like, there were outlaws that did outlaw shit, right? Because that's all they could do. And they lived with it because the perks were, they needed the perks and they would accept. The, 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 the negatives or the losses that comes with living on the outside, right? Yeah. Right? Blair, so Blair White has talked about this. Blair White says, I, I support the idea of a binary. I'm against gender ideology because I wanted to be on the other side of a binary. Yes. I was trying to move into a spectrum. So she says this. She's like, fuck gender ideology. You know, I was trying to fit in as a woman. I don't want any ambiguity here. And also, I acknowledge that I'm not a biological woman. Yeah, yeah. A rare dose of sanity there from... Uh, yeah, but, you know, Jeff, <laughs> Jeffrey uh, Steele's, that his name, the one who does all the makeup and all that, he's saying the exact same so thing. Does, so does uh, that, uh, Butch Angel, what's his name, Buck Angel? Buck Angel. Yeah. Buck, Buck Angel, yeah, he's Buck pretty, Angel, he was the thing. first one I remember. And and yeah, we're going to lose pretty. a couple people. We're going to lose a couple people by saying that because all I'm saying is when somebody's an adult, they can do whatever they want. And that's between them and their their God and what they believe is God. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm just not into the mood of micromanaging everybody at every moment because when we get into this ideological place where everything's got to be like the most like ideology, ideology, you know, where we have to run a perfect program, right? What we find the people who are enforcing that are always full of shit. Right? I mean, how many times have we seen people in the church yelling about how they hate the gays and then they're all like at truck stops blowing truckers? <laughs> like, that's what we do right now. And like, how many people end up killing themselves because they can't come to grips? I have a buddy of mine. I tell he drank himself to death because I'm convinced that he, he couldn't come to grips with his sexuality. Like, I just, that's not the world I want to live in. I don't, like, dude, you got to do you. When you're an adult, leave the kids. This is all about leaving kids alone to make their own choices. That's what this is about. 
I'm not for the government telling me what to do with my body. And some people are going to get really mad at that. But I'm not going to fucking flip on it, dude. Listen, I think children are amazing. I'm so blessed to have my kids. I wish everyone would have the blessing of children. Do I believe people should bring kids to birth? 100%. Do I think the government should have the right to tell people what they do? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just not because it becomes a slippery slope. Once you give the once you give the government any kind of rights like that, they just keep taking more and more and more. So it's like I don't even get to that discussion. I don't want to. Listen, if you're pregnant, it's a blessing. Have children. Okay? I also know that when we start bringing kids into this world that don't have two adults or have any parents in their life, bad things start to happen. And we're seeing it right now with homelessness, drug abuse, uh, crime, and all that stuff. So, you know, you can't you can't just have this absolute view of everything. Anyway. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about our friends, James McMahon and Copy My Crypto. Crypto has been bumping. It's been doing really well. It's time to take a look at it and get backed in. I want to tell you about all the money people are making, from, ridiculous money from crypto, okay? But did you know you can do it too? It's really easy, really easy. You could do the same. The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you the coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy him. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You just simply need to do what he does. So let me tell you more about James. He runs the Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship, that's something we know about, yeah. has more than 26,000 subscribers. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put just $100 into each one, that went on to be worth $123,000. Of those 26 coins, his top pick of the year, a coin called Phantom, went up 692 times from when he first named the thing. That one call alone has retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is all public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. Yeah, it's that simple. Just go YouTube, verify it yourself. So if you want to be like the 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing right now and hover, head over to copymycrypto.com slash TFH. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash TFH. H, that's TFH, okay? You'll not only find proof of everything we've said here, but my listeners get full access for just one buck, one dollar. Wow. One Dolores, okay? So once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash TFH, okay? The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else, or you can choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit his site now. I want to get back into the family. And this gender ideology, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping on my words today, and the war on families. What, tell me a little bit of your thoughts, because I, I think this is huge. Yeah, it's massive. It's at the heart of all this. This is how I ended up researching all of this. So when I made this series, Superorganism, it's a, this, it's a six-part series because I did the first two episodes on children and innocence, the second two on men and fathers, and the final two on women and mothers. And because what I found was that this war on the families broken up into operations that target the children specifically, the fathers specifically, and the mothers specifically. And so, you know, I looked at what is what is being used 
against the children most strongly? What is the most obvious warfare operation that is ongoing against the kids? And it was by far gender ideology. It was the clearest thing that was going on to me, especially living in Canada. You know, in this in, in that series, I covered a father in British Columbia whose daughter was medically transitioned without his consent. Oh, my uh, God. Dude. And so oh my he went God. to speak out against this. Dude, it's scary. So what happened was he was against it. He went to speak out against all of this. The government of Canada put a publications ban on his name and face, forbidding any Canadian media from showing his face or saying his name. What? So no one could report on it in the context of who he was. So his free speech got taken because you don't have free speech if you don't have a name or a face. So then he goes to American media to try to speak out against it. The judge, this left-wing crazy judge in British yep, Columbia, yep. says that he broke the publications ban by going to American media and showing his name and face. They say, unless you get the American media to take your story down, we're going to put you in jail. He couldn't, of course, control American media. And so they imprisoned him for speaking out in American media because they were transitioning his daughter against his will. And, uh, you know, in terms of the war on the family, one of the laws they used here to justify this it's not even in relation to gender ideology. It's called the Infants Act. And in Canada, people can cite the Infants Act to say that a child can be given any medical intervention without the parent's consent if the doctor believes the child needs it and that the child understands it. So the power is entirely in the hands of the doctor. So if you have a gender ideologue doctor who believes a child needs puberty blockers, then they can force it without the parents' consent. So this That's dad was crazy. just trying to share, hey, the state can transition your kids. Did you know this? So, you know, I covered that in my series because I, this all lined up with the war on the family so clearly to me. And, you know, I found these documents. I don't know if you guys have heard of them called the Toronto Protocols. No. Okay, so these, they're pretty solid. So this is documents of two meetings that allegedly occurred in Toronto in the 1960s and the 1980s. It is a group who called themselves the 666. They say that they're global financiers and they are outlining their warfare strategy to install a new world order into the West. So these became my primary source documents for that series. And I go through it and they're, they're very, very explicit in essentially saying that we cannot install the new world order unless we destroy the family unit. It is one of their major, major obstacles. So uh, they outline in these two meetings the ways that they're going to import the new world order into the West. One of the meetings is actually called the Red Wave in reference to the huge wave of communism they're going to import into the West to enact these operations. And then the other meeting was called Bread and Circuses, in, of course, in reference to, you know, that the, the bread and circuses in ancient Rome to essentially sigh up the population into not paying attention to what was really going on. So they get into the war on the family and they outline, we are going to hypersexualize the children. We are going to legalize various forms of homosexuality is the way they describe the operation we are all living under right now. And all of this is intended to destroy the family. And one of the other very interesting things that relates to what you were saying about how this is like, this is their whole deal. They've been working on this for centuries. They actually outlined in these documents that while they are seeking to destroy the family unit so that it cannot 
pass any knowledge and wisdom down. There can be no legacies. There's no legacy knowledge, no wisdom about how do you live your life. They want to disrupt that. They specifically say that we want to stop the family unit because it's the primary mechanism for moving human wisdom and knowledge through the generations. Yeah. If you destroy the family, they won't be able to pass knowledge down yeah. the family line. Dude. At the same time, they state so that right. they have maintained that for their families yes. and their bloodlines. And that's the war on the family crystallized. They kept that for their families and they uh, fucked it up for ours. Yes, dude. You nailed it. That's perfect. it. Yeah, 100%. And uh, if you if you think we're talking crazy here, if you think we're out here in Simon's in cuckoo land, just take a look at what they did to the indigenous. Look at what they did yeah. to the black community. This is this is step by step how you demoralize a people. Okay? Yep. This is how you do it. I'm sorry, but these big cities are, and we said it here before, free range reservations. What they did to the indigenous, they're doing to up uh, middle and upper class, uh, well, I'd say lower and middle class white families. Now you could say, well, and not the people on the show would say that because they're very open-minded to it, but the people on the outside would be like, well, it's good for the goose, good for the gander. Well, it wasn't good then. We all agree on that, right? We all agree on that. And it's not good now. And they're doing it on purpose. They did it. I mean, so this new thing that just happened where Biden, Johnny, you've heard of this, right? Where Biden's going to give uh, better uh, loans to poor, lower credit score yeah. people and uh, raise interest rates on anybody who has good credit. Then why did I work so hard for my shit? Well, because what they want you to do is to tank your credit. Because once you have shitty credit, it's impossible to get anything going. And this is Joe Biden has been doing this forever. You need welfare. He did it with welfare, man. No, I mean, you need welfare. You need you, welfare. But he did it with welfare. Do you guys remember? When, when it was, we had guests on here talk about where the, the you know, um, child protective services or the welfare state would go into your house. And if there was any sign that a father was in the home, you got no welfare. Like, think about how demonized, how dark that is. Oh, it destroyed, it destroyed uh, the black community. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Yeah. What that means? They're incentivizing no father in the home. You get more money. And they did that in the court system, too. They did that in the court system with the fathers. They, they, they finagled the whole court system so that a father can lose his child and any attempts to get that child back are a nightmare for that dad. And uh, there's there's situations, there's a guy named DeMarcus who spoke out years ago. He's one of the people I featured in Superorganism. And he's openly saying that I went into court and there were times when the mother was allowed to speak and I wasn't allowed to say anything. And she got to choose whether or not I was charged or she got to choose whether or not I had any say in my child's life. They just asked her if in her opinion, he should have access to the child. And there are all these cases where these dads, they don't see their kids for like six months, for like a year, for two years. They're, they're working their asses off and they have to pour all their money into lawyers just to try to get the phone number for where their child is currently living. The war on fathers was outright obvious as hell. 
And you're absolutely right about what they did to the indigenous people here in Canada, the residential schools, you know, yeah. it's a big, it's a big complicated psychological operation yep. because on one hand they're coming out saying, you know, we apologize for the residential schools and they did this whole thing. You guys probably saw it uh, like last year or a couple of years ago where they started saying they were finding all these, all these uh, burial sites for the children who were murdered at the residential yep. schools. Yep. And then the, the counter signal you know, they're one of the alternative media outlets here in Canada. They went and looked into this. They went to the sites. It was all bullshit. So it's like there are actual grave sites. There are actual places where they butchered and tortured these children, but they're not revealing the real ones. Mm. They've created all these operations where they reveal a fake one so they can create the emotional appeal for all the people to make it seem like they're apologizing while they're keeping the actual crimes that they did hidden because – where the bodies are buried shows much worse things than they're admitting to. There's some documents showing that some of this was connected to military, like MK Ultra programs, and some of these indigenous kids were passed on to different experiments because they wanted to see what is you know generational trauma do, and that's something the Nazis were obsessed with. What yeah. happens when you abuse a family sexually for three generations? And you know, Kathy O'Brien talks about this that the third generation. Uh, they're more programmable. Mind control is easier if a child comes from a family where there was childhood sexual abuse for three generations. So they, they, they intended to do all that. And with the indigenous and the residential schools, that was openly known. It was known that they were trying to destroy their culture. It was known that they were trying to make them Catholics. That was known. So it's like, why does that match up perfectly with these creepy ass documents, the Toronto protocols, where they're saying, this is what we're going to do to the family. We're going to ruin the family so they can't pass any knowledge on. Then those children who come from those families, they won't have any way to orient themselves except government and media. You're and then it's done. Completely and utterly correct. That is what's going on. The, you know, and, so, and then I'll let you go. Yeah. This is why. This is why the Black Little Mermaid is an issue. It has nothing to do with the cartoon it, by itself. Yeah, why are we losing our, our minds over this stupid stuff? Why are we losing our minds? What is that about? It's dumb, right? But when you start putting everything together, it becomes that the information your grandparents have is completely different than the information the grandchildren have. And you can't pass down information over and over. And then what you said is so important but it's not the elites that this happens to. They pass down knowledge all the time. I mean, we've heard it their name, Rothschild. We all know that fucking, and it's not going anywhere. I guarantee you, they're not going anywhere. They're having kids. Yeah, and they're a lot having of kids, them. and they're and they're having they they they're having systems in which they pass down knowledge from ch child to child, generation, generation, generation. It's a whole well, Masonic ideal. Is is the, is the right. secret knowledge? Yeah, passing it down. One hundred. Would you say that's why the laws in California about getting a marriage and getting a divorce are so fucked up? Because me as a single dude, I'm like, dude, if I marry some chick and we get a divorce, I'm so fucked. She keeps half my shit. I got to pay alimony till she gets married to some new dude. And is, is it to, to keep me away from oh, it's, it's having a family? Or I mean, like, you see, it's, ha it's happening to it's happening to Crowder right now. I mean, he's putting oh, a video. He's on. It's, 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 it's destroying his life. Divorce. And, you know, it's 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 like, you know, I'm not getting in the middle of that because Dave Landau's our friend. He's been on the show. Yeah. And yeah. and then Callen is on Crowder's show, you know, so. I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad. I like, I don't get into like, any, everybody loves to judge relationships from the outside. Yeah. yeah. Right? You can't know anything. Right? 
And it's just like, oh, dude, this guy did this with his wife or his wife did that. And, but you don't know what's happening in the house. You don't know what's happening. And it's like, I'm sorry, but like when, when uh, listen, I, I, I do not want this to get into a one side. We go after one side because I can guarantee you we can do a whole show about fucked up dads. I, we could totally oh, yeah. do it. So I don't want this to be a one sided thing because there's a lot of great moms out there that would love some support. And I know people out there that get no support from the father, but the fathers that want to be in the relationship with the children need to be loved and protected and helped because it gets nasty out there. It just gets nasty. And you know, it's like, and both sides, men and women, father and mother, like, Man, there's a lot. I like uh, the, the old saying, hell, I have no fury like a woman scorned. I mean, there is no truer thing to that than a custody battle. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how the patriarchy installed all these laws that favor women, you know? Yeah. It's a, in, well, in forces and, <laughs> that's funny. I was just thinking about that the other day. It's like, what is one law that protects men? What is one law? It doesn't exist. Man. It doesn't exist. And, you know, you can say whatever you want about that just pearl chick, that redheaded girl, woman on uh, YouTube who just pearly, I think is her name. And she does, uh, she's like in the manosphere and she goes after feminists, but she talks about uh, how like she's redheaded. I think she's super hot. Uh, I just <laughs> like Viking bitches. Right. But she, you know, she talks about how like every, our society is set up something. So every step of the journey for women, there is protection. Every single step, every single step. If you have sex next day, you decide you didn't want to. Now you have a criminal case. If you get pregnant, there's plan B. If you want to bring the kid, you want to bring the kid to, you know, the world. You can ask this man to pay for half, even though you may not. There's a woman right now that is having the internet find a guy that she had sex with in a bathroom. Whoa! How they do? Was he TV cameras or what? No, she had a one picture with him, and she put it out. And she's having the internet try to find where he oh, is. Wait, fucked. because in hindsight, she regrets it or what? No, because she got pregnant. Oh, oh, got it. Okay, they're finding the guy. They're gonna they're find go, they're, the he's, guy. He's found. He better start saving up money for child support. Are you paying that shit? Uh, face surgery is really what I mean. Reconstructive <laughs> face surgery, you know, get his nose moved. So he needs to get face off. You know? Yeah, 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 really. Yeah. So and then if there's a domestic abuse thing, and even if the woman commits domestic abuse, who's going to jail? Every time the, the guy. Male. I mean, at everything. You want to find out who runs society? Like that's this is my issue with. With uh, women openly bragging about the men, the amount of men that they've slept with. First of all, they don't realize the energy they put out with that. You are literally devaluing hooking up with you. If you tell me you've hooked up with 300 guys, I'm going to assume it's more like 1,200. Yeah. Okay? Because you're not going to tell us the real number. No, some of them do. I, th I mean, if you're saying 300, you that's not a number you lie about, though. No, but that that go watch <laughs> these videos. It's always 300. That is the number that women in their head have decided that men are okay with. <laughs> 300 guys. Oh, well, I mean, it's not that bad. I, mean, I swear <laughs> I haven't heard anybody say that they've slept with 300 every, guys. Every time I watch these videos, it's 300, really? 300, 300. Yeah, Seriously? I've I'm never not saying heard that. every single time, but more than not. It's the number 300. Are, are they porn stars? I mean, like, No, they're just like 
Good looking black guys uh, and like uh, uh like the in Austin, that right? Fit in well, Austin, like those that, videos that we watched yeah. on Broken Sam, like yeah, that guy. Yeah, we're okay. like, hey, how many, how many, yeah. how many guys? And they they openly really? snitch on their snatches. It's like unbelievable <laughs> to me. And I, when, I when you grew up, weren't you supposed to divide by three, or there was a stupid yeah. rule? There's yeah, there a, was a formula. Yeah. yeah, there was a formula, and it's way more than guys know because women are good <laughs> at keeping a secret, or they used to, but. So, you know, you have this whole thing where women are talking about doing all this and everyone's like, oh, my God, you're so brave. Like acting like getting laid for a woman is like some kind of like <laughs> feat that they've like. It's like yeah. they, they were able to run a, a 28 mile marathon like they were able to complete the, the task at hand. Somehow they were able to make it happen. But if you really want to see who runs society, if men ran society, there would be DNA tests every time a child's born. But there's not. At all. Ever. Yeah. Hey guys, real quick, I want to tell you about our friends at Manscaped. That's right. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with the Austin Powers chest hair. And if you grew some winter man tits, the least you could do is make sure they're hairless. Come on. Think about the children. It's time to get ready for the hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code TINFOIL. Listen, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid for formulations to round out your grooming routine whether you're trimming your chest or treasure chest in your pants this is the best trimmer on the market okay let me real quick say something nobody likes nose hair okay nobody me for sure i got vines sometimes coming out my nose so their package comes with the weed whacker 2.0 having the right tools for grooming is essential do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code tin foil at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code tinfoil at manscaped.com trim your chesticles with the besticles there's this saying a mexican saying where like uh my uh my daughter's son is definitely my son but my bro uh, but my son's son might not be my son that's a weird saying no, because no, because you know it came out of your it came out of your daughter's vagina. Yeah, yeah. That's set, that son, that's son. You it. don't know. You yeah. don't know if it's really your blood. You just assume. Well, you it. don't even know if that's your daughter. I mean, technically. But this is like this is why we created marriage. This is this, uh, this comes up in my series. You know, I was, one of the people I interviewed is Justin Deschamps. He runs uh, Vigilant News and Stillness in the Storm. He's talking about this. He's done a ton of research on this and looking back into like why marriage originally started. A lot of it was because the men. They really wanted to try to be sure that it was actually their kid. They really, yeah. they needed to do something to try to lock <laughs> it in to know that is my kid. That is my bloodline. Because of course, back then it was like, yeah, I want my bloodline. I want my legacy. I want to pass on, but it's got to be mine. And so it was like, okay. So the marriage was uh, very much about that. It was like this cultural response to try to make sure, okay, if you know she's a virgin and I'm the first one. Then I know. Then my bloodline is protected. It was just like logical steps to try to be sure of what was going on because otherwise you just couldn't know. Yeah, that's it. That's the only way you know is if you lock it down. 
and it's impossible. They've they've showed statistics that based on the number of men that women are with, it's like how often can they uh, can they lock it down once they're married? You know, so much of what we're dealing with here has to do with cultural ideals. Yes. And the absence of cultural ideals, right? We don't have, like, ideal the ideal of the family, first of all, in this larger way. Right? We don't really have good culture that is celebrating the family and, like, how amazing the family is and, and, and its capacity to be this container for wisdom and to, like, pass wisdom down through the generations. Like, you look at it kind of like a technology. It's actually fucking amazing. Like, I've done so much research into this because I wanted to be like, okay, well, what's actually out there in terms of, like, our biology and our capacity? And then you look at the ideals of fathers and mothers, and that's not there either. Of course, the war on the men, it makes fathers just look like bumbling idiots they don't know what they're doing all the media is showing the dads as total assholes that can't change a diaper and like they're all about that but then i looked into the science of this and there's really really cool like things going on when a man impregnates a woman and he is present with that woman during gestation so if he's devoted to her meaning like he's around as she's growing the baby um her body generates like a biofield that starts to reprogram the dad's body and it does things that are highly relevant to what happens after the child is born. So for example, one of the things these studies found was that uh, it rises or it creates a rise in a substance called prolactin in the man's body. So just being around the pregnant woman, it creates this rise in prolactin. And they found that the fathers who had this elevated level of prolactin from being devoted and present during the pregnancy, their bodies became more responsive to their child's cries after the child was born. So the mom's body primes the father's body. So the father's bodies are actually biologically designed for devotion, for being present. And then they found that the fathers, the first moment they held their infant child, there was a temporary drop in their testosterone by 33%. So reducing aggression and competitiveness and actually changing their emotional landscape so that they were more deeply impacted by that first moment with their child. To me, like I was uncovering this information, I was like, this is so fucking beautiful, but of course it's nowhere in our culture even though we have the science to show some of this stuff. And this is the kind of stuff that, you know, I'm trying to pass on to my kids and, and I believe should be passed on to boys. You know, this information of like your body is designed to devote itself to a family and it will change you. Cause in these studies, the men in these studies, they talked to them after the study and like, they had no idea that the mother's body had changed their body like that. They just weren't aware of it. It's something automatic that is occurring because families are designed for devotion with each other. We're biologically primed for it. All this stuff needs to be uplifted. And when we don't have beautiful cultural ideals for fathers, for mothers, then you have people acting like total idiots and you have women going around behaving this way, not respecting their capacity to be the matrix of the whole species and to bring children into the world and pass on so much through their body. You know, people just, they they don't recognize what's missing in our culture because they're so saturated by the nonsense that's taking up space. Yeah, I mean, it, it just listen. It, it, if you wanna, if you having a problem with believing in God, just take the look at like what happens to people's biology when they're in love, when they have children. Like it's it's like there's something called baby magic. Like your life changes and things start going much better for you when you have children because the universe rewards you, and it's just all these things. And like, yeah, man, you know. Even when you get a dog, they say like your energy changes when you have when you're when you 
are in charge of taking care of another living thing. It changes I mean, it, who you are. It helps a lot of people not commit suicide. I, I know people were like, dude, my cat stops me from killing myself because if I don't, if I kill myself, who's going to feed him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have some weird friends, but that's fine. It's true. That's one of my friends literally said that. I was like, so I hope he well, lives I a long time. That. I hope tell, that dog lives a long time so tell, you can live a long time. weird what we love and then stay with us, okay? But um, but it does, man, all this stuff. And it's it gets back to what we say all the time here. Man, they are trying to tell you to get away from nature, which is love, children, and, and family. Now, uh, full disclosure, I, I don't, I'm not with the mother of my children, but we, we both spend as much love on them. I try to see them every day as much as I can. And You're making a big effort to live close and be to your yeah, kids a I lot. Yeah, so that, yeah. yeah so, they don't know so that, but you I'm trying my hardest. Yeah. Am I perfect? No. And, is, and, and am I telling everybody they got to be perfect? No. But the farther you get away from nature, the more your anxiety goes up. The more you start getting, uh, the more you start feeling things like anger, depression, again, anxiety. And, you know, and for me, man, like our society, our pop culture, our, our culture has, has demonized these things like anxiety, sadness, depression, anger. When I think it's the universe telling you change your life up, you're not going down the path you were meant to go down. The universe is trying to warn you. This is not what you're supposed to do. But you know, you you know, you're in you're in Toronto, Simon, and like they just yep. had a huge study come out. And Toronto guys, I'm telling you, you go to Toronto, you're like, this place is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, Toronto is amazing. I'm not lying to you. I know no place is perfect, but Toronto during the spring is as close as it gets, in my humble opinion. I had such a wonderful time there. I was like, man, I want to go. But it's a wonderful time, man. And they say that two-thirds of women in Toronto say they're experiencing mental illness. And they're on pharmaceutical drugs. I mean, it's like, why? Maybe because you're going against your biological drive. Now, again, we're not saying you have to have kids. And I know there's people out there that can't have kids. You can adopt, but you know, they're, they're, you can't have kids. I understand that, but a lot of these women, and, and, let, and let's get it. Not only have the war on fathers, man, but let's talk about the war on women that's going on. Teach, you know, all these quote-unquote high-value women out there who are highly educated, right, who have decided to take career over family, you're taking them out of the gene pool, and now we have this thing where all these gorgeous women who are built like Vikings all feel that they have to do OnlyFans now. Like, it's almost like, Law now. Like, if you have a D cup, you have to be on OnlyFans. Yeah. A girl gets on Instagram and she gets 10,000 subscribers or followers. She's like, oh, I got to make an OnlyFans. Like, yeah. these guys are liking it. I might as well make money on it. And what does that do? That That's low-frequency shit. And it brings in low-frequency people. And now you have these high-value women now hanging out with, excuse my language, gutter dick, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with gutter dick. Yeah, well, then you date them. <laughs> but it's like they, they tend not to be reliable. They tend not to show up. They tend not to have money. Yeah, they yeah, tend yeah. not to support the kids. I mean, we can go on forever. Like, it's a war on women. So women get on birth control, and I'm not against birth control. Okay? If you got to do what you got to do, I'm not judging you. You're an adult. But you get on birth control. It changes your biology. What happens after that? Now you're having mental. Now you're starting to feel weird. 
So now you go to, hey, I'm not feeling weird. Oh, now get on this. Because now you're on birth control all the time. Now you're on another thing to deal with the effects of birth control. And that's why when we get into these trans things, everyone's like, we got to deal with, we got to save the trans. They have a high suicide rate. Is it society? Or is it the fact that they're pumping themselves full of these chemicals? There's this thing. I don't know what, what, what birth control it is, but there's this thing where this girl told me that she hadn't had her period in like four or five months. Yeah, that's not yeah, good. That's, that, no, birth, me, birth control does that. That yeah. blew, yeah, you know, make it so you don't have a period. Fucking, that that blew my mind. That's nature. Yeah, like women are being really messed up by birth control though there. And I'm, I'm also not against it technically, but there are women coming out now and there's studies coming out showing that birth control really, really harms women on a number of levels. Uh, number one, it can actually make it harder to have a kid down the road. So a lot of them are pissed because they weren't given any kind of informed consent that it would make it harder to conceive a child when they went off of it if they were on it for like two years, five years, ten years, like some of them it's a long time. But then also there's studies showing that um, when women are on birth control, it changes their biological ability to find a correct mate because there's a lot going on with like smells and like, you know, hormones and pheromones and all this stuff. Mm. They're finding that the, the women who are on birth control is suppressing all the things their biology does for them to try to seek out a partner that is correct for them. And so it makes the dating scene completely uh, kind of bizarre because all those things that evolution had built into them have been kind of numbed by the birth control. And so the dating scene is very difficult. It messes up their sex drive. Like there's a big fallout from birth control that 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 wasn't talked about. Yeah, 100%. Then let's get into, you know, the war on dads. I mean, like we also, I mean, you're a little younger, but I mean, at my age, I'm 50. Okay. And I remember starting to watch commercials where I'm like, wow, every commercial, the dad is an idiot. Yeah. The dad's dumb. The dad can't wipe his own butthole. You watch these sitcoms. Dad, dad doesn't know what he's doing. Dad's stupid. Now it starts off innocently enough where you're like, oh, that's kind of funny. But then when it's everywhere, you start going, why is this everywhere? It's the same thing with women fighting. Was home improvement like that? Or was he? I don't remember that. I don't really. I was young, but I remember watching it. And I remember it was not like married with children. I knew that guy was well, an idiot. I and just I knew- remember that the intro wasn't the intro him going. Oh, yeah. yeah, like a gorilla yeah. or some shit. Yeah, that. Well, that is. Yeah, that was his favorite thing at Men are Very Primal. And there is something to that. We're very simple. <laughs> Feed us and, you know, let's get laid once in a while. We're pretty yeah, good but people. but he was allowed to be the hero of the story, though. Yes. That, you know what I yeah. mean? That's the yeah. difference. We but, they've they've That archetype is so important for men, especially boys, and they yes. robbed us. Did robbed you hear us about the that. new Super, um, Super Mario movie? Uh, Mario doesn't win anything without Peach helping him give him the star. Peach is basically... Dude. He couldn't win without Peach. Basically, that was a whole story about Super Mario. When Super Mario basically captures her and saves her right. day. And, and that's the whole story of Super yeah, Mario. Yeah, Donkey Kong is a cuck video game. He's just trying to stop <laughs> Donkey Kong from banging his girlfriend. That's literally the whole point of that. If I work harder, this guy won't bang my chick. Well, they've yeah. robbed, they've robbed boys of aspirational a lot of, um it had a lot of uh, struggles with the father and the son. The father-son relationships were all kind of fucked up in that film. Like the, the 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 kids all felt like their dads didn't appreciate or accept them. Both Mario and Donkey Kong were both like struggling with other dads, didn't really respect them at all. They had, that, that was like a big theme in that movie. Yeah, I mean, like, again, we go back to, you know... Uh, like you know you remember there was Sigourney Weaver when she was in Alien you're like wow that's pretty badass right and then you had the Terminator Linda Uh, Hamilton wow that's pretty badass 
And then like Angelina Jolie becomes this like I'm a, I weigh twelve pounds and I'm beating the shit out of everybody. You're like okay, but her tits are huge. I'll, I'll go along with it. And then now it's everywhere. And there's no like the last Thor movie. He has to get yeah. saved by this chick. And it's like what Johnny keeps talking about is there's no archetypes for boys to watch. Like if I see another commercial where a chick is playing football with men. I'm going to go, you don't, that's not a sport that the women play. <laughs> There's so many sports where women play. It's like we're getting gaslit into liking the WNBA. We're getting gaslit into it. We're being told if we don't like layup basketball, that we're sexist pigs. But they don't ever tell you that women on social media could put out a thing like, just woke up today, 10,000 likes. Here, here's a, here, here, here's a, or a chick going up there like, did, does anyone here like vibrators? A billion likes, <laughs> right? I mean, if a guy goes up like, hey, dude, I, I like getting weird on say, oh, dude, I'm creeped out, right? I mean, that's the story of my Hey, guys, check out my fleshlight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, dude. Like, bro, come on, man. Look, look, a girl can get on a boat, a girl can get on a yacht for being hot. Yeah. A guy will never get on a yacht unless you he's got a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, you that, have to own yeah. that yacht. That's that simple. The big difference between a, you can, a hot chick so can get on a yacht like that. the point is that the, we're seeing it more and more. And then now, you know, getting back into the destroying the family unit and all this stuff and this, and basically astroturfing is like somebody was talking today. It's like the getting rid of Tucker Carlson, okay, is the surest sign of anti-business business. You don't think it was Fox saying Fox were Fox and no one's gonna be bigger than Fox? That's what I thought it was. It no, was like it's, a meeting it, was like, well, I mean, they did it with O'Reilly too. Yeah, you know? uh, he was the number one in that time slot. How do you get rid of him on the head? The shows that yeah, you but know. O'Reilly had sex, sexual. I yeah, mean, like yeah, some he did, really but, nasty. But he could have, he could have pulled through that if they, if they wanted him to, he would have because his ratings. He they knew yeah, about that Brian, for a while. Okay, and his okay, ratings let's kept go. Going now. Let's go back to MSNBC. When they got rid of Phil Donahue at the the ramping up of the Iraq well, what I'm War. Saying, my point is, though, it shows you that they don't give a shit about ratings. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And we've always said ratings are fake here. They've always been fake. But Tucker, well, I mean, I do believe Tucker was the number one show yeah. on cable news. I totally believe that. Because who had this impact like that? I mean, yeah. And I mean, he's talking about war. He's talking about gender issues and all that stuff. Yeah. And it just it makes no Sense. I know he has that thing about Gary Webb in his past, but yeah, I remember him being the only guy who was like fair to Ron Paul. He's got to me. He's got some some cachet that like he deserves a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Let's see what he does next. Where do you think he goes? I well, mean, you know, I, I just shared this clip of him saying, "I used to cast people out and say people that didn't support certain ideas were conspiracy theorists, and I'm ashamed." And I'm embarrassed I participated in that. I'm ashamed and embarrassed that I propped up the Iraq war. I shouldn't have done that. I was wrong. He's openly saying people should have maximum contempt for the current media establishment because they do not serve the people. Uh, you know, he's saying these things, even though he was part of it. And now he's out. But, you know, he had he's had his own awakening as to what he was participating in. And so that, I just don't think there was any way they were going to keep him around. Yeah, and then you get into this Dylan Mulvaney and like the Bud Light stuff and how they're losing $8 billion. But as we talked on Cash Daddies, oh, their stock's up, all-time high. Yeah. And how does that Bush. work? Well, this is my whole theory. It's just like when, when a company does woke shit, they don't care about the consumer. They care about the investor.
So, so yeah. Dylan Mulvaney is Bud Light. I have jokes about I won't do it here, but I have jokes about it. And so ESG, Vanguard, State Street goes, oh, you did this. This is good ESG. We're going to come here and buy a ton of your stock. Oh. And now it shoots up. So they don't even feel the effect. They don't feel no one's drinking Bud Light at Coachella, at Stagecoach, at bars. No one gives a fuck. But Bud Light doesn't really I mean, care. I, I guess in Vegas, it's a complete and utter boycott of Bud Light. Nobody's buying Bud Light on the Vegas Strip. It's like how he said, though. They're, they're, so they're buying Budweiser instead. They're buying Stella, which is, you know, it's no, all owned totally by the right same on people. That. You're totally right on that. It's the same company. And it's like this is a war on men. This is a war on women. This is a war on. It's not just a war on. It's a war on our minds. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's very targeted. It's a war on our fucking brains. Yeah. And well, just, what we're looking at is a modern form of warfare called fifth generation warfare. So fifth generation warfare is a sophisticated kind of warfare that is designed, number one, to make it seem like it's not warfare. Uh, number two, to, to not let the person know uh, that they're even being attacked at all. Uh, and, and to not let people even understand that you are both a target and a weapon. And so in fifth generation warfare, you're you're a part of the battlefield and everything is designed to be sort of hidden under this mirage of sort of chaos and ambiguity. Everything seems kind of ambiguous and, and chaotic and hard to even sort out. Could it be an agenda? I don't know. Like it, that's the design of it. You know, General um, uh, Michael Flynn, he put out a book on this called The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare, trying to teach people, trying to help people understand this is the new battlefield. You need to get hip to the battlefield that you're in. You cannot let your emotions guide you. You have to keep a clear head. You have to be... Uh, uh, aware of the fact that you're a target and a weapon at the same time and you need to be networking outside of the internet or you're going to be manipulated entirely and they call this dominating the physical domain that if you don't have domination of the physical domain and your actual neighborhood your community your family then you are subject to this fifth generation warfare so like my whole thing is like get people aware of this war that we're in because if they're not aware of this exact war and the exact kind of war we're in they're fucked so they have to have situational awareness that is related to how war has evolved it's not like it's trench warfare anymore where we're like digging trenches and like throwing bombs it gets so far from that but people don't know and as long as they don't know they're actually in a war they're just not going to respond accordingly no i i completely and utterly agree with you they have no clue what's going on and you know what what we what we're seeing here is a complete detachment from reality you know back in the day when we watch news we we were led to believe that what we were seeing was just a, they were just showing us what was happening in our world. So we thought that was was what was going on. But then now we're starting to realize that that is not true at all, but they're actually manipulating our reality to heighten our anxieties. Cuz when we're when we're in high anxiety, we are easily more manipulated. They can manipulate us yeah. more and they can manifest stuff with us. A lot more. When you say that, I have a feeling like then they're fucking with the Mandela effect. They're the ones changing it up on their own, changing things. And you're like, what the fuck? How well, is this? I'll get into that. But okay, real quick. I don't know if you guys saw the thing I post on Twitter. What are the four horsemen? It's war. Well, I have a, I have an answer to this. I'm going to go ahead. 
Oh, you saw it? Well, I, I know I, I know why it's a Mandela, and I, there's a pretty good explanation for it. Okay, so what are the, what are the three? Well, the, the four, they're they're different in the the Old Testament, the Hebrew, and then the the in Revelation. Okay. So hold on, Johnny's ruining this whole setup. I know, I, but what I'm saying is, you, <laughs> I don't want, I didn't, I don't, I didn't want you to make it because there's a good explanation. Okay, for it. well, can we have them say what they're going to do, and then we'll go after that? Is that all right? Yeah, Jeez, okay. Louise, bro. Okay, I <laughs> want you to sell it too hard. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm trying to Okay, what are the what are the four horsemen of the apocalypse? It's war, it's famine, it's dis- not disease. What's the other one? War Pest- pestilence is the word you're, pestilence. you're really looking for, right? Yeah. Is that what so. you thought it was? Yeah, it has to do with like the yeah, like disease, the spread of disease. No the term is. The new one is what? Control, right? Well, okay. The what what in Revelations it's pest uh, it's uh it's conquest, I think. Is, yeah, is the conquest. Last one. Fa- death, famine, war, and conquest. But what? But in Ezekiel, it's pestilence. In in the Old Testament, it's pestilence, and in different translations, it is pestilence. So it's not really a Mandela; it's a translation thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Johnny, what I'm saying is everyone remembers. Right, it. but what I'm saying is everyone remembers the translation they saw. Do you get what I'm saying? Or they remember the Ezekiel version? Do you? No. What? I mean, if you read the version of the Bible that said pestilence, that's what yeah, you remember. Yeah, but what I'm talking about is culturally. Nobody was, like, reading the Bible, getting it from the Bible. We were talking about what was taught to us culturally. Well, Do you understand what's what I'm the saying? Difference, this, anyone know what I'm talking about? I'm not. Nobody's deriving this as a direct translation of anything. What we grew up being told was, right, was, was uh, what is it? It's war, famine, death. And then pestilence, right? I remember being told that. And now it's conquest. Well, but if how do you know that's up, what the one that people... You can look it up, though, and still see pestilence. Because we asked what it was. He's from Canada. He no, said, no, no, no. What, what I'm saying is <laughs> you can look up pestilence, and it still comes up. It's just... I, it just matters which version you find first on the internet. Do you get what I'm saying? If you look up the Ezekiel version... But nobody's looking... Okay. I, I, nobody's looking up the Ezekiel version. But, I mean, that's what the, we got taught where, I, where I'm from is that one. It depends on what you got taught. That's what you remember. So you got taught conquest. No, no, no. <laughs> this is You just don't understand what I'm saying. No, I understand what you're saying. You're saying that, that it depends when you break on what, it down, it's broken down into translations. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it depends on which book. You got it from which book you remember learning. But what I'm saying that most people aren't getting it from a book. It's being taught to them. That's what I'm saying. And being taught to them is like most people were taught. Most people were taught the version that's equally valid from Ezekiel is what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Okay. You're you're being stubborn. No, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Anyways. There's no Mandela though. The version that you're saying is the right. The pestilence thing is correct still. There's nothing wrong with that. It's still out there. Well, let's what? Get, let's get into. <laughs> let's get into. How do we combat all this? How do we combat all this, Simon? What do you think that we should do? Because I know people like we just did a whole show about what is in the chemtrails, and it's this artificial microbiome. And some people are like, I don't know, man. I just I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, that's a good point. I I really hate putting out information when people can't fight back so what are your thoughts how do we fight back okay well i mean 
In terms of the family unit, really what we've done, we've gone the path of being an unschooling family. So not even just homeschooling, but unschooling. So for the families that can pull their children from the schooling system, 100% you should do that, um, in my opinion. That's a huge step forward, uh, but that comes with some challenges. And it really means like going against what our culture has taught us in terms of the family structure. So the, the sort of the normal structure was, uh, you know, the kids are at school eight hours a day, five days a week. The parents are they're, they're at work the same. And then everyone sees each other a little bit in the evenings. And then then they kind of all go to their rooms and for their screen time. Like there's a lot of families living in that pattern, but they don't actually know each other very well. This is what I found as a as an unschooling family. You know, our kids are around us all the time. We're with them most of the time. But it's meant that I've had to do the hard work of like being able to be around my kids a lot and like regulate my nervous system in terms of being around young children a lot. And, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's fucking, it's hard. It's yeah. hard work. Yeah, it is, man. You know, it's really hard. Yeah. And so it's like running my business from home and having kids around, like it has fucking pushed me to expand my nervous system and to really, really do that hard work. But it means that we can now get to know each other much more deeply. And I think a lot of what's happening, a lot of the reasons children are falling prey to these operations is because the parents don't know them deeply. And if you don't know your child deeply, you cannot protect them. So like, even though we see these huge patterns, like we can look at it studies, like with the trans thing, it's girls, it's mostly girls. The explosion of trans identities has been in girls. You have the 4,000% rise in the UK, it quadrupled in the US over two years. It's girls, right? And so we can look at it in this really broad ways and yeah, see, okay, this happening to girls. And at the same time, each girl that it's happening to, it's happening inside her, like for her own fucked up reasons, her own traumas and her own shit that she's struggling with in terms of going from being a girl to a woman and the parents need to know her deeply. And so instead of trying to find like this broad systemic solution or like a theory, what the correct theory is to apply, it's like, no, know your child so, so deeply that when they get fucked with by these operations, you understand where they are available to social engineering that is unique to them. I know this, I have two children. I can see where my two kids are both differently open to different kinds of social engineering and where they have parts of themselves that are rock solid that no one will ever be able to fuck with. And I know my kids in those ways. And so I can protect them specific to who they are. And I think that's like a big step forward. So in terms of evolving the family unit, we don't just want to have like, families in terms of like mother, father, children, and then they, they, they love each other. You also want to respect individuality on this deep, deep level. And that's why it takes it a little bit beyond like the sort of traditional Christian family that's like just using the Bible to raise their children. Like that's good. You want to have like some spiritual orientation, but you also don't want that to become a form of dogma that masks how unique your kid is so that you're trying to indoctrinate them into something that squashes their individuality, which means you don't end up getting to know them deeply and then you can't protect them. So that's been a big call for me is like, you know, if you need to lose a bit of money to keep your kids home more and like your lifestyle can't be as amazing, make that sacrifice, get your kids home and unschool them, homeschool them so that you can not only educate them and keep them away from the dogma that's in the schools, but you can get to know them you deeply know, enough that you are a true protector of those. You human are beings. so correct. And you know, I have a lot of guilt right now because my children are in preschool but I'm like, I'm like, I work so hard to provide that the mom can watch, be with the kids. And, you know, I know that people struggle out there, so I'm not trying to, I'm just dealing with this kind of guilt that I don't have my kids in preschool. But then I'm also like, like, 
I don't like what's happening in schools. Why am I rushing to put them into yeah. school? I mean, like, what, yeah, like, you, like how he was saying how, like, to me, it's crazy how your daughter's going to transition and it, you didn't ask her any about that, like, at school. Hey, what'd you learn at dinner? And it starts with, well, they taught me about, and then you stop it right the fuck there. Yeah. Yes. Instead, yeah, you ask a year later and when she's already Dude, so I'm fucking already my, brainwashed. I'm already talking to my daughters exactly. about manifestation, energy, everything. They're already getting, they're going to be Jedis. I'm telling they you. They weren't right. getting that shit at preschool. You can believe that. What's that? They weren't getting that shit at pre preschool nope. manifestation. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I'm on, telling dude. them, man. I'm like, my nope. one daughter loves to say can't all the time. I can't go, hey, man, we don't talk like that. We can't. We figure out a way to get this done. You can do it. And then you, just with a little prodding, she does it. Okay, you could do it. Go, go. And she tries it. And she'll want to not use that word again because she's like, damn, Where, I didn't uh, have to uh, use uh, it. Uh, it's very easy, man. You know, and, and she's three. So she has big emotions. And it's like you, you have to walk that fine line where like, are you co-signing on this kind of behavior? Or is this just natural for a three-year-old? And, you know, for people having children, I'm just going to tell you, man, you could read all the books and you could uh, watch all the YouTube videos. But in reality, you know everything you need to know. Listen to your heart. Listen to your soul. And when it tells you to let something go, let it go. When it says don't let, when it says put a stop to this, put a stop. You have everything. You have love. Love is what kids need. Like, you know, the biggest thing, how old are your kids? Uh, four and eight. The biggest thing I'm dealing with right now is like, do the, can I get these kids to eat? They don't want to eat. And I'm like, like eat, what, eat what you want them to eat or just yeah. eat in general? And eat in general. One does. The other one is like, I just like, she's like a domestic terrorist. And she's not, she's like, she's on a <laughs> okay, hunger I'll strike. Go, I'll go down like a little, uh, a little rabbit hole here. Cause we, we've gotten deep into the, this, this, uh, it's like a, it's not even just spirituality, but it, it uses astrology and all these other different spiritual schools of thought and systems to understand a child's human design. So we're big into human design because like my, my partner, Amanda, she got into human design. She's like a huge student of it. But the reason I bring that up is because it it looks at what is the, the imprint that your child got the moment they were born? How exactly were they imprinted the moment they got here? And one of the reasons it's become such helpful information is because it actually gets into what they call their determination, which is like how they eat and what they need to eat. So it's like unique to each child. This fucking blew our minds in terms of being able to feed our children correctly. So, for example, my four-year-old Idris, he uh, he has what's called closed taste <laughs> in human design. Okay, so but what it means is that he knows what is correct for his body by looking at it if he gets to look at the food first then he can be like i want that that and that this is what it was a fucking huge huge help because he wasn't eating anything we were struggling we'd make him these huge beautiful meals and then he'd see it and he'd be like Ugh, no way wouldn't touch it absolutely wouldn't touch it i got so frustrated so many times once we figured this out then we were able to be like okay here's what the food looks like do you want this do you want this and every time now He's just like, yes to this, yes to this, no to this. He'll eat whatever he sees first that he knows he wants. Huh. Whereas my son, my older son, Asher, he has in human design what's called um, indirect light. And it essentially means that like on, on one hand, the conditions for him, it's better for him to not be in like blazing sunlight for his metabolism. But it also means that his metabolism is most efficient when the sun starts going down. 
And we were able to prove this like pretty clearly because he has type one diabetes. So we have to give him an insulin injection for every meal. And we literally have to give him way more insulin per amount of carbohydrates in the morning when he has breakfast versus in the evening when he has dinner, he needs way less insulin because his metabolism is way faster. So we started using this system to understand our children and it like totally changed the game. Totally blew my mind. Where did you, where can we find this information? Cause I'm very interested in what you're saying right now. Uh, you can look up human design and what is the website? Hold on. I'm going to get the website through right now. Um, because you can actually get your own imprint. And if you have your children's birth time, uh, do you have your kid's birth time? Like down yeah, to the minute? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look into it. You've, you're yeah. not the first person to tell chart. me about human design. Can I say too, there's a, there's a oh, real Jovian basis. Archive. That's what it is. Go to jovianarchive.com. There's a real basis in, in biology for this because you hear about these people who are stranded at sea and they, all they have like to survive on is raw fish and they become irresistibly attracted to eating the eyes of the fish for reasons beyond their explanation, but visually it just really appealed to them eating the eyes. And what they found was that the nutrients that they were lacking in that diet were found in the eyes of the fish, which is something that we would normally. Wow. Isn't that wild? Wow. What's the website called? Jovian? Jovian Archive. Archive. Yeah. And it's, that'll give you a breakdown of what human design is. And like just intro to you. My kids have proven this system to us so many times over. Whereas like for you, you know, you get your own human design chart and you start to think, oh, like, is that me? Is that not me? Like, it's a bit more of a study and like you try to sort out like what feels correct. And it, it helps you a lot if, if like if if you know your own birth time, it helps you because it it shows you what's called your your strategy and authority, which essentially is like, how do you specifically make decisions? What is the actual system that is correct for you to make decisions just for yourself, just decisions that are for you, for your life. So if you're trying to figure out what to do next for yourself, it actually teaches you like what your body is designed to do in terms of decision-making. So like for me, I have an emotional authority. So the way that I use my strategy and authority is I have to wait until an emotional wave subsides and I get clarity at the end of that emotional wave, but I should not be making decisions when I'm in the middle of an emotional wave. Even if it's a high, if I'm happy and excited as fuck, I need to wait till the wave subsides and then clarity comes and I know how to proceed. That has been like huge game changer. And then applying whatever the strategy and authority is for the kids and all that, we're teaching them how to use this. Here's how you make decisions for yourself. Here's the system that is correct specifically for you according to the moment you were born. And it has been pretty wild to watch. Dude, that is crazy. I, I got a birth chart done, a life chart. I gotta go watch I gotta go watch these videos that was sent to me. But you know, that's one of the things that's inspired me in terms of this whole solution of like know your children really, really deeply. You know, like because I'm I, you know, doing research for cut and looking into like why this exploded in girls, like so much of it is is because of that. For example, one of the huge factors is giving smartphones and social media to middle school age girls. This destroyed their mental health. There was like a 180% increase in preteens being hospitalized because they cut themselves so badly. That lines up perfectly with the introduction of smartphones and social media to middle school age children. These parents are not aware of where their children are going in the internet, right? Like it's a place you go, you treat it like a car. You don't give them a car and let them drive around. You need to know where they're going. What is their destination? What are they doing along the way? So part of it is is this, right? You, you don't know your children well enough 
uh, to know that they shouldn't be on social media at that age, you're not observing what it's doing to them, then yeah, they're, 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 they're open to all sorts of crazy social engineering. And what I found in the film is that for the girls, it goes two ways. Either they buy into the sort of Kim Kardashian modify your body nonsense, so they'll go and get breast augmentations. There's been this massive spike in girls getting labiaplasties, right? So that's cosmetic genital surgery. Oh my young, God. young girls, okay? And that's on the rise before gender ideology comes in. So either they're playing along that idea of feminism, like hypersexualized yeah. and should modify your body, yeah. or they're terrified by this idea of womanhood that holy shit, becoming a woman means I have to be part of this hypersexual game. They go the other way and they say, I don't want any of that shit. And uh, then they have adults around them who are gender ideologues saying, oh, that's how you feel? That means you're a boy trapped in a girl's body. So actually you need to get your breasts cut off These and you need to get testosterone. People. It, uh, just, the people who do this to kids are like the most disgusting human beings on the planet. You're as bad as a pedophile, in my humble opinion. Especially the surgeons, man. The surgeons. Yeah, you're, you're, you, the you literally are Human pedophiles. Scale. Yeah, they're gross. Like, and they, you know, it's so the, funny because I got in an argument with a friend of mine, Brian Kellen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh my God, the Democrats are coming for the children. I'm like, yeah, they're pedophiles. Whatever, dude. Come on. Oh, pizza guy. I go, hold on, let me get this right. You believe that they're mutilating children with this gender stuff. But you can't believe they would also have sex with these kids? Like, like one is acceptable, one is not acceptable? Like, what are you talking about? Like, the notion that Pizzagate, and this is Sam speaking, like, that Pizzagate wasn't real. Okay, the only reason you could say it's not real is because, the, like, what we've learned is that the CIA or the intelligence community is getting ahead of every story and create the narrative. So they made Pizzagate the word so that the left would dismiss it. Oh, they're fucking kids in some pizza shop. Whatever, dude. And it doesn't matter about exactly. Epstein or Hillary Clinton. And exactly. in 2019, with the five different fucking associates with the Clinton Foundation that were put on trial and found guilty for child sex trafficking. None of that means anything to you. I know. And fucking then Balenciaga comes out and it's like, oh, oh, right. So yeah. there is actual satanic pedophilia yeah, in they can't. They have merch. <laughs> they have merch. <laughs> they changed, like, you know, they changed the Balenciaga to say ball. Okay. So the, the, the God, the Canada God of child sacrifice is in a Balenciaga campaign yeah. and it's about children with BDSM teddy bears. And now you're going to go back and try and say pizza game. There's nothing other than that's pizza game. Brock. You did that just reaffirmed pizza game. Yeah. And, and, pedophilia. and it goes, why do they put that? Oh, they're just fuck my people. No, they're advertising <laughs> and yes. they know what their consumers want. Yeah. It's for and the what elite. their consumers want is ball Moloch. Kronos, who's all the same person, basically. They're all the same. And even if you don't know, how great of you to buy it and wear it. Yeah, they're just idiots. Yeah. And you got Kanye West, who's like, I'm a, I'm a man of Christ. And then he's walking around with that stuff on. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. No, what people, I, they're ignorant to it. What do you guys think of Matt Walsh's approach? Because I, I saw, you know, a couple weeks ago, Jon Stewart kind of did a his typical straw man routine, taking down Matt Walsh's whole, uh, you know, what is a woman thing. Uh, John Stewart's just become the worst. Really, he's just, I like mean, we've become, we, I, we, I our, rest in peace, uh, uh, John yeah. Stewart, who who 
took truth to power. Because he will just never, he will never have a good representative of an idea on his show. He only has people that he weak can ones easily, that he can mop the yeah. floor with. His yeah. problem is like he thrived when we had this belief that the Republicans were for the establishment yeah. and the Democrats were for every everyday man because we 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 were falling for pro wrestling. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is the establishment is the establishment and sometimes it's got an R, sometimes it's got a D on it. But they're all they're all Bush death cult. Now, Trump in my humble opinion represents another crime organization. I think he's Luciferian versus Malachians of the Bushes and the Hillarys and the Dick Cheneys and the Henry Kissingers. You know, I'm not saying either one is good or bad. I'm just saying they're different belief systems, okay? But it's like John Stewart was really thrived when the de- when George Bush was the boogeyman. Yeah. And you could point yeah. out all the boogeyman shit he was doing. But now now that Joe Biden's doing the exact same thing George Bush did, he he's lost. He's just lost because his yeah. base is thirty late 30s, 40s, and 50-year-olds who can't come to grips with that the Ds have become what they always hated. They just yeah. can't. Uh, you know, to speak to your question in terms of Matt Walsh, I think he's... Like he's representative of both some of the harms of what's going on yes. media wise, but also yes. some of the effective things. Like he's he's an example of both. So like on the one hand, he's one of these people that promotes this idea that it is like it is conservatism that is saving the day. And the you know the more far right you go to an extent, the more kids you're going to save, and the more you're going to stop the trans agenda, which is fucking nonsense because there's so many left wing people that are against this. It's bullshit that it's only right wing people. I've talked to lots of left wing people who are against it, yeah. who say I'm politically homeless now. Because every time I try to speak out against this, people call me a right winger. I've voted Democrat my entire life. You know, fuck that shit. I'm totally against it. I've spoken to left wing like feminists who are against it. So his idea that it's all right wing people saving the day is nonsense. However, there's also the aspect of this that has to do with the Overton window, right? And that, you know, this this the, the sphere of ideas that we're allowed to talk about in politics to the extent that they can then lead to policymaking that is effective action. I would say that on the other hand, he is a good example of bringing something into the Overton window, keeping it into the Overton window to the extent that politicians were then able to actually enact laws that did genuinely protect kids and stop some of this like trans medicalizing of children's bodies. So he's like a bit of both, I think. And like, we want to be able to, we want to be able to, to displace political identities and narratives when they don't serve us. But we also have to recognize that politics is being used yeah. against us, right? Yeah. We can't just ignore it entirely. If you stop paying attention to what the politicians are doing, well, fuck, that's the bread and circuses thing. You do have to follow what the politicians are doing, and you do have to participate to the extent that you use the Overton window to create policies that are effective, but you don't want to buy into the shit that it's like, we should, if we're all conservative, da, 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 then we're yeah, going to Yeah, I like this all or nothing kind of thing, and I know that Jesus and... Uh, you know, I follow, I, I love the teachings of Jesus, and I know there's some people who think I'm anti-Christian, which is the most ridiculous thing. It's just that we're, we just have discussions here. I'm sorry, but, you know, uh, you know, the all or nothing thing. You're either with us or against us, you know, like I'm just not into that at all. I don't think the world is black and white. I think adults take time to digest every, you know, it's like what's intent here, you know? What is intent? And, you know, when you when you watch the news 
and they're like annihilating Christians. I don't like that. That's why I don't watch on Netflix any story about this Christian families running the uh, this political party or any of that. I don't watch it because I know they won't do it with any other religion. Yeah. They won't do it. So I don't sign off on that. But I also don't sign on that everybody who's this is a bad guy. That's my pushback against any, like, the notions that Jews are bad people or Muslims are bad people or Christians are bad people or Catholics are bad people. Most people are good people. It's the crazies, the, the psychopaths of the group that make the whole rest of the group have to fucking cover their, their mistakes. And I just won't get into it. It's my yeah, whole bit this. that everybody does stupid shit. Stop defending it blankly. Like, it, just stop using words like anti-Semitism and racism and, and uh, homophobia whenever somebody is criticized and they use their, their demographic as a shield to cover up their bullshit that they're pulling. Like, stop it. Everybody does retarded shit. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Stop defending them at all costs. Because it makes you look dumb. And, you know, it's like the way Matt Walsh hates all, like, all the all gays, all trans. It's like, I'm not going to get into that. If you're not hurting people, particularly children, you're not going to hear from me. Live your life. But you start going after the kids, now we got fucking problems. And with that statement, he loses a lot of people. Yeah, but I think, he, I think a part of Matt Walsh is there to cause chaos. I do so, wonder about that. So yeah. do you, okay, so anybody on the Daily Wire, I'm sorry. He's so I, I watch with real skepto skeptic hippo eyes. I really do. Like, so, so, so you're telling me that you, you, you said he So you say that he only says that to wild people up. You don't really think he gives a fuck about gays. Oh, no, Eric? I think he does, but he's just put in that position it. because he does. Yes, that's okay. it. They all elevate right. the cra like like my again, I talk about it here all the time. My problem with Libs at TikTok is that you're amplifying people we would normally never heard of. But yeah. now you're giving them this giant platform and you're making it seem like this is everywhere. Because yeah, most Christians do not think like Matt Walsh. At least most Christians here in California, at least most Dude, normal Christians are like, yeah, let them go fuck. We don't I care. go on the road, right? And let's say you did a nasty gay joke, like the meanest gay joke. They get quiet. But if you do a funny gay joke about funny things gays do, they laugh. Because, you know, people can tell what, quote, I mean, like, the whole thing about what's hate speech, not what hate speech. But you, it's like people, most people laugh at all the stupid shit people do. Right? What's your thoughts yeah. on that? Well, I think, yeah, like, we, we really are the majority most of the time. And part of the, the war that we are in is about making you hate your neighbor. It's about making you, yeah. more than that, it's about making you believe that your neighbor is the enemy. Yeah. When the enemy is actually the handful of people, the small group of people who are masterful social engineers, who know how to group us into these little tribes that are constantly against each other. And so I watched this because, you know, like I'm I made this film to try to invite even the left into a discussion about this, like the left people who are on the fence about this, because I was like, look, 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 look. Uh, the plastic surgery industry, cosmetic surgery industry was already pushing towards children. They were already going after children more than more without gender ideology. And it wasn't a left-wing thing. It was literally just the creepy shit happening in our culture where all of a sudden it was getting younger and younger and younger and younger girls to get cosmetic genital surgery and breast augmentation. So I was like, you know, maybe I can make something that's broader in scope that could invite all the tribes to talk about it. Because, you know, I was tired of seeing the political rhetoric around it and even watching some of the people who are 
are like they're truthers and they'll they'll make statements about uh, the alphabet people and it's like oh the alphabet people think they're so oppressed and really they're like running no it's not the alphabet people like so many gay people are against this shit right so we have a majority and we have the constant illusion that we are not the majority. This was huge with COVID. They were so fucking intense about this. We had so many people self-censoring. This is like based on what Trudeau did, right? That he caused all these people to be afraid of losing their jobs, losing yep. their reputation, losing the ability to travel. So they all shut up. A lot of them got the jab or they didn't speak out even if they didn't get the jab. So th- this gaslighting of the majority into believing yep. that they are up against uh, uh, this fake majority. A mighty in, foe, yeah. You know, it is. And in, in, in General Flynn's book about um, uh, fifth generation warfare, they talk about it. It's a principle called see a, see a cat, paint a tiger. And that's what they do over and over again. See a cat. That's a like great saying. I like that. Yeah. Dude, Long you point. crushed it today. This was a great thing. And man, I, I'm aligned with you on so much stuff. And I'm just never going to become an extremist. I'm just not. I just, that's not the world I want to live in. You know, I, I have an honest belief and I, I believe in, you know, I, I think when you break it down, the sin of life of the this world is, did you bring pain and suffering to other people? Did you bring pain and suffering to other people? And like, if people are living their life and they want, they have love and they, they, I don't even care if they pay their taxes. Fuck, don't pay your, if you can figure out not to pay your taxes, go for it. Uh, I pay it because they would love to throw me in jail. But, uh, you know, as long as you treat people well and, and you don't bring pain and suffering to other people, you'll never hear any problems from me. And I'll defend your right to, uh, to equality, to your constitutional rights. That's what I will do to everybody. Live your fucking life. And you know what? They're astroturfing us. And, like, I know I have, I, I look at Elon Musk. With a giant fucking, you know, in a karate stance, bro. Okay, I stand in karate stance, hands up in defense. Okay, that's how I do it. Him, t- but, him saying that that ChatGPT's got to stop. I was like, okay. Well, no, but the, the the fact that he's like gotten rid of all these bots, which has astroturfed everything. They, what do you mean by that? Like, dude, all these bots created this fake, and what we were just talking about, this fake, what Simon was just talking about, this fake. Uh, uh, yeah, see a cat Are you saying tiger. you did a good thing, though, or a bad By thing? By getting rid of the bots, 100% good uh, thing. Okay, I thought yeah. you were being critical. No, no, no. That That's the one thing I go, okay, because I know all these mother... I know people have been coming at me on Twitter. When I look at their 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 Twitter mm-hmm. account, they have 200,000 Twitter followers on Twitter. But when you go to Instagram, they barely have 50,000. You're like, why? Oh, because it's harder to fake a bot on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but back when Twitter, when you were some kind of fucking uh, system entertainer, where the system pushed you forward, and that's how you got all your clout, and now you're you're known as one of the people on the inside, and Twitter just got all these bots to like you, acting like you're doing something. Back when people thought that meant something, and you were able to say stuff, and it was amplified by all these Twitter fake bots just retweeting, retweeting everything. It was astroturfing. We were up against ro- we were up against bots. Yep, 100%. And it is true. Twitter has changed. Like the landscape of Twitter has changed drastically in terms of 
it being one of the main places where they were doing this, where they were creating this illusion. And now they're panicking. That's why the CBC won't use Twitter now because they called them up for being government media. Yeah. They panicked. Now they won't. They won't tweet anymore. The CBC is out because did, it's Trudeau's did, propaganda system being exposed. Did you guys see that whole, follow that whole thing? First they said, uh, he, he put a label on there saying it was government funded media. Mm -hmm. And they said, actually, we're only, we're less than 70% government funded. So he changed it to 70% government funded. And then somebody said, they said less than 70%. So he said, okay, he changed it to 69% government <laughs> on their on their account isn't it yeah great? i mean like you should you, including this show including simon uh, question everything yeah. it's it's free question that's it. right question Dad, question you, elon you know the two things that i've been living by this is when i think about a legacy for my children a legacy for my family line it's it's free thought the legacy I want to pass on to my children is the capacity to think freely and use your inner authority and develop your inner authority. And if you can use that along with free thought, you will be guided correctly. And free thought, you know, free thought is defined as the ability to produce thoughts using reason, logic, and empiricism. And empiricism being like your direct experience. You have to experience something directly to try to get an embodiment of the truth in your life. And if you do that without using dogma, authority, or tradition to rely upon, that's free thought. That's the needle that we're threading. So to me, it's like that definition of free thought and developing inner authority, that is the correct way to orient a human being. And that's the legacy I'm going to give to my kids because I don't know what they're going to be up against. They need to be ready for however insane it's going to be. Can yeah. I say one last thing about the Twitter thing too? I, I listen to a few tech podcasts and all those people on the tech podcast are super liberal. And they have, they're having the exact opposite experience on Twitter now. They're like, they're all, you know, you know how you said sometimes, Sam, that when uh, a very attractive woman ages, she kind of learns what it's like to be like the rest of us. Yeah. Well, these, <laughs> the people who are super liberal and like journalists and stuff on Twitter now, the left wing journalists are feeling what it was, you know, just like a normal Twitter experience. Yeah, and yeah. They, they're like, oh, Twitter's dead. I, I don't yeah. know what's going on on Twitter. What's the old Nobody's saying Nobody's responding to my tweets. Yeah. Like, Watch when you give somebody special treatment they consider yeah. equality uh, offensive yeah that and it's so funny now it, it, that's exactly what's happening on twitter is that it's it's starting to treat people a little more equally and they you know what i got really upset now chelsea handler stole my look she's wearing glasses <laughs> so, thick glasses with an upside down uh la hat yeah no, no kidding <laughs> unbelievable dude unbelievable hey dude simon you crushed this dude you crushed. Great show. You have an open door to come on anytime you want. His movie's called Daughters of the West. The link will be in the bio. Support him and what he's doing. Retweet his stuff. Fine. Do you have a you have social media? What's your social media? Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram actually. So you can go to Simon underscore Essler eleven eleven uh, and find me on Instagram. I'm on there. I'm grinding to to. Fight this war against the family. I'm working closely with the mom army and the dad army. Find them on Instagram too, because we're a coalition working with all sorts of boots on the ground Love operations, it. trying to get laws passed and Love all sorts it. of stuff. Um, and you'll see, I, I support a number of, there's three organizations that, or groups that I work with in my film. So if you go and rent Daughters of the West, uh, then you'll get to see the work that I'm doing with some of these organizations like Mom Army and the Gavel Project. They're like waging lawfare against all the gender ideologues. Amazing group, find the Gavel Project. And if you rent Daughters of the West, you'll also get access uh, as a bonus feature to another film that I wrote called Vague Rules. And it teaches people about the importation of communist warfare and the tactics they use to install uh, CRT, gender ideology, and the COVID response, all as one kind of warfare tapestry. 
Well, man, you're doing the Lord's work, and I appreciate you, Simon. Thank you, guys. And guys, uh, if you again support him and all of his stuff, follow him everywhere. Uh, again, sorry about the last episode getting out so late. Uh, we had, Lipson was having some updates, so it didn't get out till we recorded this, the last episode with Esoteric Eddie. So we appreciate you. Go Sam Triple E. I got dates coming. I'm going to start going out more. I'm going to focus on getting out, and I want to come see you. Send me emails and tweets and DMs about about uh, uh, local rock clubs or comedy clubs that will let me do my own night to come and uh, do shows. I want to go out, and I want to see everybody. And uh, hang out. Go to samtruth.com for all my dates, for all of our affiliate programs and all that stuff. And then uh, check out all, again, stay and listen to all these uh, sneak peeks of my other shows. We got a couple audio clips for you. Hope you guys have a, a great day. Appreciate We love you so much. Thank you for the support, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Here's a clip from the latest Broken Sim. The number is 657-339-1338. Call in with your urban legends. Call in with your urban Local legends. Local urban legends. Okay. Local uh, urban legends. Five stars from Diet Choke. Sam. Sam gets too much crap from the people on this show. Let Thank Daddy you. loose. Who's he getting crap from? No, he's getting I crap. agree. I agree, too. Five, I agree. Five stars, DeVarians. Question. I love all of the shows, but why does Tinfoil Hat come out on Apple Podcasts significantly earlier than on Rockfin? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the video on Rockfin is video, and the audio on Apple Podcasts is audio. And video takes a lot longer to render yes. and upload yes. than audio. Yes. That's why. And it's not and then it takes time to download. And if you really I under guys, I understand that you want to see stuff on rock. It, I, it gets uploaded to Rockfin as soon as I get it. Do you know where it gets uploaded the quickest? SamTriplee.com. Just yep. go to SamTriplee.com. It's all the videos there. You can watch anything you want there. All of my content pops up there. Five stars. The real God is you, he says. Oh, snap. Uh, thanks, guys. Great show every time. John Doe says, uh, five stars, breath of fresh air. Love tinfoil hat, so when I'm caught up on those episodes, I find Broken Sim. I found Broken Sim, and I'm so glad I did. Always brings the laughs, and my favorite part is when Johnny says he'll edit something out for Sam, but he doesn't. Keep it real, boys. <laughs> I love that you That's love funny. that. Thank you. Uh, five stars. The white belt. <laughs> I think it's a little troll of you there, Sam. Uh, Granddaddy Purple uh, says, I uh, love the show very much. Longtime listener of the TFH and decided to check this out. And I'm very disappointed. I, oh, I think we did this one last week. I didn't listen sooner. Uh, Sam, please continue to talk about jujitsu. It's cool. Uh, coming from a purple belt. Jay Nice. Have you considered training BJJ? Uh, maybe I didn't read this. Keep up the great work. Love y'all. Have considered it. Uh Little bit of a little bit of weirdness about Johnny. This, take something. Learn to kill with your hands. Uh, you know, I mean, I have uh, many years of karate under my belt from. Oh yeah, what so. what belt you get too, guys? <laughs> I don't know, like orange belt, orange belt. second degree orange belt. Yeah, that's like okay. That. I'm so excited, dude. Things are happening. I went. I found my old certificates for my belts uh, yeah. the other day when I was home last time. Yeah, I can't cool. wait. I want to get yellow belt so bad, and then I'm just gonna dedicate myself to jujitsu. Just go hard in the paint. For a year or two, and try to get that blue belt. I would like to do. If I did anything, probably judo. I like judo. You, I've, I've always said that about you. You look like a judo guy. Yeah, yeah, big I've, ass. It's good. In judo. I've always said that, John. You know, man, I feel a lot better about myself now that I'm doing drugs. Speaking of drugs, what? <laughs> my drug dealer in Toronto came to see me. Okay, 
What are you old, are you from the a, old days? Yeah, from my old oh, days. My, was my, he trying to? He showed up. No, it's very okay. funny. I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, how's the Coke game? By the way, fentanyl is is there, but not at the level it is here. Okay. You go to Toronto, you start to realize what the powers that be are letting happen. Okay. So what you mean in the U.S.? Yeah. Got it. The way we fight with each other, the fentanyl problem, it's all being done to break us. So, so I'm like, hey man, how's it going? I go, how's the Coke game? He goes, I'm out. I don't do it anymore. I go, what? Really? He goes, yeah, man. I got a day job. I'm like, okay, this guy's probably like now a banker or real estate guy. Yeah, what's the move you make? What are you doing? He's like, dishwasher. I'm like, what? (laughs) He's like, I'm a dishwasher, man. I go, he goes, easiest job ever. I go, easier than drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's like, yeah, I just take the dish, wash it, put it here, job done. I'm like, compared to get the baggie, put the Coke in it, hand it to the stone, have sex with them. What was that like? <laughs> Are you still getting you, any? You skipped a step or two, like where you cut, you know, baby formula into yeah, it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but unless you're a good drug dealer, man, and then you take care of your people, right? How much ass are you getting from dishwashing? Any chick's like, oh my God, you clean that cup so well. Here's some ass. Sounds like it's a different world up there in Canada. It sounds it's like everybody t- gets laid in Canada. It's, it's, dude, it's uh, there's everybody's gorgeous, bro. I just walked around. Just I want to go. Wanna Toronto go. just checked it out. It was amazing. And of course, every time you go, you, they put you in the gay section of Toronto, which is right next to my hotel. But I, I'm trying to get something to eat. Johnny... Dude, I saw a guy walk around with Ukraine merch on. Like, Ukraine's oh, got God. merch. Oh, God. This guy's walking around with the symbol. I'm like, dude. That's so dumb. Now, now wars have merchandise. Dude, I told you about that kid a couple weeks ago who went to his prom dressed as Zelensky. Like, oh, yeah. And everyone thought that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? The guy's, he's he's a, he's at war. I mean, he's a he's a war general, you know? He's overseeing yeah, the deaths he's, of he's, people. He's going, oh, American sons and daughters are going to die in this. Like, what? No, no, we're not. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Dude, this, if they try to, if they try even dare to send people over there, Americans, they, we will burn this place down. We will burn this country. Well, I, that's what, it's never going to happen. This is why they don't want to have a draft, Johnny, because they don't want you paying attention. Yeah, that's the it. minute everyone's kids are about to go, that's when everyone focuses on all the BS. That's it. Dude, Rand Paul tried to take away the Use of Force Authorization Act uh, from the Afghanistan war. That's over, and they wouldn't let him do it. He, they got like 13 votes in the Senate. It's just it's crazy. Un- unbelievable. They should, there should be a... A, a ticker that lets you know what how everybody votes. Yeah, absolutely. Right for your state. Most of them don't even vote though. Have you seen that? How most, especially representatives, they don't even show up for most of the votes. Well, you know, it's like Callan today was showing me something that Matt Gates said about how they get like thousands of page bills that they have to vote on in, in twenty four yeah. hours. Nobody could human. It's not. It's it's humanly impossible for somebody to read all those pages and absorb it. Even if some you had your team reading it, yeah, it still wouldn't you would be possible. need. A hundred people reading a hundred pages, and then they and then they got to tell you what's in it. Yeah, which is just it's not possible. It'd be like cramming for an entire yeah. semester yeah. of college. It's or just ridiculous. In a night, it's just ridiculous. The whole thing. That's ridiculous. our government right there. So I do my shows. It's fun. It was great to sell out a place for the weekend. It was a small place, but it was still fun to do, and it's a blessing. So 
That's gotta be that's gotta be exciting. I, I, well, it's, you know, cool, I, I, I'm thankful. You're in another country. You know what I mean? That's cool. I, I'm thankful. I'm very thankful for the opportunity, and and it was just fun. So I I'm flying out, and Dana likes to get me back as soon as she humanly can. <laughs> so the first flight out was at, boarded at I thought it said six thirty, but it said boarding at six fifteen. Oh, so like I said. Getting in to Toronto, the easiest thing I've ever done with a boner, okay? And here's a quick sneak peek of Conspiracy Social Club. Enjoy. So there are people that are into some weird stuff. Yeah. Um, what is your take on this? Well, I, I believe it's cryptids or interdimensionals who are just like slicing no, and dicing, no, and getting don't. into weird stuff. It's just getting into weird stuff, right? No, but they, they're, they're not humans. No, no, they <laughs> They're definitely very human. They're all too human. No, dude. Because we know that humans have a strange fetishistic side. cryptids, Brian. No, no, no. Dogman, Bigfoot, no, no, no. Mothman. No, no. All right, guys, real quick before we're done, we want to tell you about all of our affiliates. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, as you know, uh, fiat money is chaos. Okay, fractional reserve banking, dangerous. The best way to get out of it is Precious metals, in particular, silver and gold, silver and gold. And that's why we're working at Wise Wolf, okay? Wise Wolf, silver and gold. Just go to samtriplee.com or samtriplee.gold, and you could join. And uh, the, he's hooking you up. They got great pro. They, you can either buy single time or you can sign up for their program where you can buy up to $500 a month. I'm doing it. I hope you can, too. We also have... Everybody at Eagle Research, that's right, Eagle Research, AquaCure Mobile Model AC50 Brown Gas, Hydrogen Brown Gas. Uh, the guy who makes it says it's secure. People are using it. Check it out. Just go there, use the, the, the promo code Tin foil hat, three words, and get a discount. Go back to the main page, Sam Tripoli. You will get, uh, yeah, you get a discount with the promo code TINFOIL. And then our good friends over at HaleyRayCrystalShop.com. Go to the, the promo code is Swarm15. Swarm 15, get 15% 15 off, off all your crystals, all your quartz, all uh, you name it. What do we got here? Look at all this stuff. All this stuff. All the best. You can do it right there. It's all part of the best crystal shop on the internet. Jewels, bracelets, clusters, you name it. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Candles. You name it. You got it. Swarm 15. Thank you for supporting the show. We love you. And uh, thank you so much for your support. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, tin foil hack, tin foil hack.